Hey all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30nerdypodcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the nerd Polian Bonaparte of Morristown, the Mac. And always great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, Dr. Dave. <gasps> I just got frightened. Goodness gracious. Well, you make me the bad guy in all our pictures and everything. I always, always have the red lightsaber, so might as well own up to it. might as well just make my presence known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lately it's been like I'm the bad guy because, you know, you and Peyton, our friend Peyton loved the the sequel to Force Awakens. You like The Last Jedi a lot more than me. Um, so I felt like the bad guy. Well. Maybe it is a give and give. Maybe sometimes the, you're the bad guy. If the lightsaber fits. It does. I don't know, man. I, I don't like the red lightsaber in these movies. Too big. Claymore. I don't like it. It's like a Claymore sword. I just don't like it. So, as I was saying, thank you so much for joining us tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to us, because you are listening to us on a Wednesday, which means in a matter of hours, we will be seeing the end of the Skywalker saga. Tomorrow night will be the early showings of... Yes. Hmm. Maybe instead of me talking, 
All of my responses should just be sound effects. <laughs> that could get annoying quick. <laughs> um, so as we are talking this movie, keep this in mind. Tomorrow night, I am sure millions and millions of Star Wars nerds across the glo- globe will be seeing the end of the Skywalker saga. A saga of nine episodes that has spanned almost half a century yeah. Um, and I mean, this is amazing. This is a, a word of preface, a precipice, a, a nerd suffice, a precipice. No, it won't work. A precipice. That's what we're at, right? We're at a precipice, my friend. <laughs> a dawning. The end. The two, uh, the two suns are setting. Yeah. On a saga that we, you know, predated us and we get to see the end of it. Until it makes $2 billion and Disney decides to make more. Another trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, <clears throat> I really hope that they stick to this I, as the yeah, end of the Skywalker I agree. saga. I agree. I don't want, if I get another trilogy, let it be like Knights of the Old Republic or something else. A Yoda trilogy or an Obi-Wan trilogy between three and four. I mean, just don't give us the same Skywalker because number one, we've seen that and number two, you told us this was the end. And listen, people, when you see it, be kind. No spoilers, okay? None of that. Absolutely. Watch your memes. Watch yes. your gifts. Watch your, you know, all that stuff. No Please spoilers. do not spoil it. I mean, be as be as good at not spoiling this as you were at not spoiling the end game. Yeah. You know, be kind to your fellow nerds. Have some nerdicate and don't spoil the end of the Skywalker saga. Well said. Thank you. Um, so tonight we were uh, joined by a special guest. Mm-hmm. Later on, we'll talk to him a little bit more. He is like our our padawan of positivity, our own little nerdy heart of gold. The force is very strong with our guests. Very. Uh, if you've listened to the show for a while, a few months ago we got to sit down with uh, on the episode of Nerdy Heart of Gold with right. Peyton Bowling, and we heard his life story uh, through his mom told us everything that he's been through, and he sat down and talked with us. Uh, talk, we talked Marvel, we talked DC, we talked Star Wars, um, and if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see behind-the-scenes footage of his collections, of which puts anyone's to oh, shame. Man. It is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's it like a museum. Yeah, it's intimidating to, yeah. to even call yourself a Star Wars fan and walk into his fortress yeah. of nerditude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will be joined by our friend Peyton Bowling later on to discuss what we're talking about but before that you can find us on not just the app that you are listening to us now on but we're also on itunes google play spotify stitcher basically wherever you can find a podcast that's where we're at you can also find us on Castbox fm uh that's where you can stream live podcasts uh, almost like a radio Basically, you can create your own radio station, if you will, and it will pop in and out of different podcasts that are favors of yours. Um, You can find us on podchaser.com, rate us by show and individual episodes. That lets us know what you like and what you don't like. You can follow the conversation as you're listening to this at hashtag 30andnerdypod. That lets us know you're listening. It'll let us know what you think about what we're saying. Uh, If you agree, if you disagree, whatever our topic is. Uh, so, but only if you disagree with Tyler, not me. Yeah, sure. If you disagree with me, come on. Yeah. Bring it on, baby. Uh, so, what's up, Doc? Well, I've been trying to recover mm-hmm. from my third or fourth round of the plague yes. in the past few months. Uh, I think I'm on the tail end of it now. I've got That's some good. antibiotics. 
Uh, well, luckily, we've recorded twice now that you've been under the weather, and I haven't caught anything. Yeah. So it was definitely, luckily, not, you know, contagious. Yeah, as far as I know. It wasn't Ebola. And I did, I mean, I went to school. Yeah. Uh, I took a half day one day this past week, but the rest of the time I just toughed it out. Yeah. You no, know, it's almost Christmas break. You'll have um, two and a half weeks off, so yeah. tough it so out I'm now. Toughen it out. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to recover. Feel feel a lot better than I felt last yeah. week. Uh, but, you know, other than that, I'm just really looking forward to this last week of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time our dear listeners hear this, I'll have about a day and a half left of school. Mm-hmm. And Christmas break will be here. It's and we'll be... see the end of the Skywalker oh, saga. Yeah. I'm going to be there Thursday at 6 o'clock. Me too. Yes. yes. How convenient. That's crazy, man. It's like it was planned or something. I can't remember the last time, and this isn't a bad thing, but I can't remember the last time that I went to see a movie and it wasn't with you. Yeah. That's true. Because I never go unless it's something We're watching we're something nerdy, yeah. Talk about <laughs> I mean, on the podcast. Yeah. So... You've not had that big a week except for getting over the crud. I have had a um, heck of a week. We have been preparing at work at Central Services for our uh, you know, our Angel Tree program, uh, which has gone really well. Uh, that's where we uh, get gifts and toys and food boxes for the needy throughout Hamlin County. Um, and it was a success um, due to being extremely busy and uh, the person who allows me to use the suit for free, kind of dropping the ball. I did not get to be Santa this year, mm. which was a letdown and a half. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it made last year a lot more special. Right. So, uh, also, uh, my nephew Colton turned three, and uh, this past weekend we went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese's for his birthday. You want to hear a sad, sad truth? Sure. I've never been. To Chuck E. Cheese. Not wow. once in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Did you at least living in Knoxville area go to Celebration Station? No. Wow. Yeah. And you had to dress up as a tree at Halloween. Oh, don't I need to talk to your you. mom. We need oh. to have a discussion with her. That You know what? That makes me feel like... Is mm. it should. <sighs> Absolutely it should. So we went to Chuck E. Cheese for his birthday, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, Chris and Kelly paid a fortune just to reserve the two and a half hours that they got to be there, and there were, beside us, five other birthday parties with loud children, and, you know, you've got the animatronic music playing, and you've got, you know, video games and kids running all over the place, and uh, it's a racket, man, like... And not just a racket of noise, it's a money racket. Let me tell you. So, in the package, like, each kid gets a piece of pizza for the party package. Like, each guest, each kid, and their parent gets a piece of pizza. You tell me the last time you were filled up on a piece of pizza. Uh, Last time would be never. Not never. So that forces you, as either a parent or as me, who did not get full on one piece of pizza, and the rest of my family to say... We're going to have to go get a whole other one for ourselves. Well, me and Madison, we're like, we're going to get the salad bar. A salad bar for one person is $9. And it's this little black styrofoam plate as big as this book right here, which is not even close to as big as a Harry Potter book. You get bigger plates at like Ruby Tuesdays. This was like a school cafeteria-sized styrofoam plate. 
for nine dollars. Wow. And the so I got a large pizza for me, Peyton, Dad, and Mom to eat. She can't eat pizza because it has cheese on it. Yeah. So she got a salad bar, and I got a salad bar, and four drinks, almost fifty bucks. Wow. For that, for something you could get at like Jets down the street, it's pretty for crazy, more than half. But at the same time, pretty smart business wise. Oh, I mean, it's brilliant business wise. They old, are making uh, a killing. Old Chucky's rolling in the dough. Chucky is up there with. There's something about mice <laughs> and their billion dollar ideas. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> They've got their own little racket going <laughs> on of making billions. So we had that. And fun fact, we, as a podcast, got s- scorned from Twitter <gasps> for 12 hours. We Ooh. got we got punished and put in the corner. I have a feeling about this. Oh, you should. So WB, Warner Brothers UK, put out a a poll. Okay. And that was, who's the best Batman? <laughs> and you know I'm passionate about my Dark Knight. So out of like 200,000 voters, okay, think about this. 200,000 people voted. 10% of them voted George Clooney. Whoa. That's a lot I'm of Batman. people. Exactly. That's a lot of people voting for the worst Batman on the planet. Yeah. So I put in my vote. <laughs> Now I did. I did say you want to know who I voted for? Christian Bale. I did vote for Christian Bale uh-huh. because he also plays Bruce Wayne well. Yeah, as well as Batman. And I may have made a comment that suggested. So I made a comment that said whoever voted for George Clooney should be shot. Now, normally, that's a southern term, is it not? Y'all be yeah. shot for saying that. Yeah. That's something we heard it growing is. up. Y'all be yeah. shot. And even as progressive as I am and and anti-gun violence as I am, I made the mistake of saying the word shot. Yeah, I probably could have told you that was a bad yeah. idea. But it's up there these days with bomb. It's not with, PC. You know, it's not PC. So I, in my non Infinite Wisdom <laughs> said whoever picked George Clooney should be shot. Well, WBUK did not like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's how I think it happened. I bet George Clooney saw it. That's what I bet. I don't know. I think George Clooney would probably agree. <laughs> He'd probably agree. But, yeah, we got banned for 12 hours. Just shut down for 12 hours. Not shut down completely. They just didn't let us tweet for 12 hours. Yeah. I could still direct message. So Sus- I l- suspended. I l- suspended. I l- we were in the corner. We were in the principal's office for 12 hours. And uh, and so I messaged our friends at Next Wave and uh, Pod Nation. And I was like, so this happened. And they're like, yeah. Even in your nerd rage, you got to be careful these yeah. days on what you say online. And I was like, yeah, it was stupid on my part. But I was really passionate about that. <laughs> like, who votes George Clooney out of all? I mean, Adam West, Ben Affleck, Christian Bell, Michael Keaton. They even had Will Arnett's voicing of the Batman yeah. from Lego Batman. And you picked George Clooney? Like. Kevin Conroy wasn't an option? No. Conroy wasn't an option. Val Kilmer wasn't an option. What? Uh, any of the other voices? Wow. They only allowed Will Arnett's as a voice in there, which was weird, first of all. If you're going to let that voiceover be in there, everyone should be in there. Yeah. Uh, Because Conroy would have taken it for me if he were there. 
Um, but yeah, we got put in the corner. Mm. Nobody puts nerdy in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we served our sentence. We're back on Twitter. And, uh, the, you know, the rest of the Next Wave group, they're just like, yeah, man, you're not the first nerd to nerd rage and get put in the corner. Just, you gotta be careful how you word some things. A slap was, on the wrist. And I was like, there are celebrities and government officials saying worse on Twitter, and I got upset over Batman, and I get put in the corner? <laughs> what the heck, man? It really does pay to pay, you know? So, lesson uh, learned. Lesson learned. I will be good from here on out. Uh, but yeah, it's been a crazy week. I'm just happy to be here. We're at podcast recording time. We are we are when people listen to this, mere hours away from seeing the end of a saga that we grew up to. A uh, saga that's polarizing to a lot of people. Yes. Um, whether it be the originals, the prequels, or the sequels, many people have many different um, feelings, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, they are like the John Cena of a franchise. You either love him or you hate him. Um, I know a lot less people who hate him, which is good. Yeah. So, man, uh, you know, last week we had a great discussion about The Force Awakens. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Um, But I'm very excited about this episode. We're talking about the eighth episode in the Skywalker saga, The Last Jedi. TLJ, for those who shorten things in your Told you. Told you. Uh, swa tulj. Um, so <laughs> swa swa tulj. You got to put the colon in there. Swa colon tulj. Oh yeah. Um, su eight. <laughs> We're lunatics. Uh, we are <laughs> lunatics. It's a good thing we got the hard stuff out earlier. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, this week we are discussing uh, the Last Jedi. We are joined by our dearest friend Peyton Bowling again, and he and Josh will probably. Uh, be teaming up on me about this movie. However, Phantom Menace and fights with Count Dooku prove that two on one does not always work. It's not always a success. Two on one. Two on one didn't work with Maul. Two on one didn't work with Count Dooku twice. I think this time it worked. Maybe. You'll have to stick around. I to guess find you'll out. just have to stick around after a word from our sponsor. All right. 30 and Nerdy is brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. They are currently in production of A Chorus Line, January 17th through 26th. For information, please call 423-318-8331 or go to etcplays.org. We'll see you at the theater. So, time to talk nerdy to you. And you know I thought I'd do a two-parter. We are talking about The Last Jedi. Yeah. So obviously I'm going to talk about Jedi. Okay. But you cannot have one without the other. The yin and the yang. There must be balance in the Force. So I will define Jedi and Sith. A Jedi is an enforcer of peace and righteousness in the galaxy and practices the light side of the Force. A Sith is the exact opposite. They are always seeking power through anger and work in the dark side of the Force. Some examples of a Jedi would consist of Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Luke Skywalker. The good guys. Yes. Some Sith, or bad guys, would consist of Count Dooku, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine. 
Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. Um, so, yeah. Now you know about the Jedi and the Sith. But if you're watching Star Wars, you already know about the Jedi and the yeah. Sith. If you've stumbled upon this, you just learned something. We're preaching to the choir for the most part. We're here part. to enlighten the masses. So if you stumbled upon this episode, you now know about Jedi and Sith. Good for you. Um, welcome to the fold. So, uh, use those terms. I know a lot of people will be using those terms in the coming weeks with, again, The Rise of Skywalker coming out. And now why don't we get to your favorite segment, my friend. Yeah. And it's called, What You Watching? So, should I even ask? Well, I've been watching Star Wars. Yes. You know. Um, Storm of life right now. But uh, also, I have a kind of an interesting recommendation. Okay. Were you a fan of the Muppets, Tyler? Absolutely, I was. Yeah. So, a couple years ago, ABC did a run of the Muppets, uh, just called The Muppets. Uh, it was only, yeah. only lasted one season. I knew about it, and they did these little headlines that they would release to promote it. Like, they said, oh, this just in, Animal has passed away, and Piggy and Kermit have broken up, and all this stuff. Do you kind of remember that? Yes. This look on your face tells me that you're (laughs) sort of uh, not... I remember it, but I don't remember these gripping headlines. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They did. And so, uh, I'd always wanted to see it, but it wasn't available unless you bought bought it on iTunes digitally or something but now that we have Disney Plus yes, of course yes, yes. you can see it so I've actually watched the entire season already not in this past week over so the like, past couple weeks is but. it a kind of like a in 2018 or whatever where yes. they're at um, it's it's actually very similar to The Office it's like oh, mockumentary gosh. and it interviews uh, the Muppets they're like real life people they have dates and um, they um, really break up Oh yeah, most of this the show is based on the the end of the Muppets. Um, it's no based on on the conflict on. Okay, so Miss Piggy has her own late night talk show. Oh my god! And Kermit is the producer of the show. So you know they've broken up, and everybody's walking on eggshells around Piggy, and all the different Muppets have different jobs on the show. It's really good. It's a shame that it only lasted one season. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it to anyone who is a fan of the Muppets. I'm going to have to check that yeah. out, because that's lots like of, Muppets lo- for adults. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and lots of uh, celebrity guest appearances here and there. Well, naturally, yeah. Um, just, yeah, Siegelback? Siegelmaker? No, no, he was not on this. Don't Sorry. Well, I have been, obviously, we watched The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. since that's what we're talking about. This is now my sixth or seventh time watching through. Um. And I have been uh, going back and watching through the Clone War series. Yeah. Um, uh, because I have not seen Rebels. And this is kind of that prequel series to yeah. Rebels. So I was like, and plus, you know, I didn't see all of the Clone War series when it was on TV. So I would like to see the Clone Wars. I never know? made it all the way through um, myself. It's not bad. No, it's um, not. It's giving, like, Plo Koon is a pretty major character mm-hmm. and you don't know anything about him in the movies mm-hmm. you're just like oh there's this weird Jedi with the yellow lightsaber yeah. um, well yellow lightsaber in the games he's yeah. green in the show um, but canon is only red blue and green yes I think. And except for Windu yeah. um, non-canon he had a yellow lightsaber mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's good I like it um, the narrator who is also the admiral has a very like 
it's Star Wars, yeah. you know, and oh my gosh. At the in, the beginning of every episode, it kind of makes you think of like back in the like World War II and stuff. When yes. you go to the movies, you see the news updates. The news like, updates. On the like, front line, yes. troops are entering the... <laughs> Which yeah. they hinted at in Captain America, yes. the first one. They were like, yeah. as we catch up with Captain America exactly. and the Howling Commandos, <laughs> you know. But yeah, they do this before every episode, and Yoda's great in it. You could see him fighting a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um Grievous is a main villain. Dooku is, you know, it's it's weird that you're not hearing, you know, Christopher Lee voicing Dooku, but this guy does well. Yeah. Um, and the way that they've created him and care and like you know he's very elegant and you know still stands straight up and he's very you know just he carries himself well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to see more of these characters that we would have liked to have seen in those prequel trilogy. Right. And it's really good. Um, I definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it. And guess where you get to see it? Disney Plus. Disney baby. Plus. Where you can um, find everything. Where you can find everything. We actually have been watching through the Santa Clauses at night as a good family. Good idea. Uh, we just finished the second one last night. Um, Dad has taken a liking to Disney Plus. When I am at rehearsals, he just turns on Disney Plus and watches something. Like he watched Noel. Without any of us at home, <laughs> just on his own. He's like, "Have you seen yet. Noel yet?" And I went, "No." He goes. It's good. That's awesome. It's funny, man. I mean, he's telling us about it. I'm like, Dad, um, spoiler alerts, man. Come on. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, yeah. For this yeah. to be funny, you really have to know my father-in-law, who is like a very serious, uh, no-nonsense kind of guy. He doesn't get caught up in TV and movies and stuff. He doesn't get excited about much. But I log into our Disney Plus account, and we had it put on at their house because Emma stays with them through the week. Yeah. <laughs> while we're at work and I log on and he's created his own profile on our Disney Plus account <laughs> and he called himself the man. Oh God. And his picture is Thanos and he doesn't know who Thanos is. It's like, I just tried to pick one that looked like he was a badass. <laughs> so. If you, if, if you've seen or heard Roy D. Mercer phone calls, oh, man. <laughs> that voice is his father. in Yeah. That individual is his father-in-law. Yeah. Um, so far from our realm of pop culture, it's so far from removed. <laughs> when we first started doing the podcast, he sent me an email, and he's like, well, <laughs> I listened to your podcast. I can't figure out what you're talking about, really, but I guess you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway. I love David Noble. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out this Muppet show. Uh-huh. Um, the Clone Wars, if you haven't seen it, it's all on Disney+. Plus. And uh, if you're watching anything new that you want to suggest to us, um, I'd be shocked first if we haven't already seen it. Yeah. Um, in our infinite amount of time, we've seen everything. down some Disney+. Plus, so I Please really have seen Email us, tweet us, Facebook us, say, hey, have you seen this? We want to talk to you all. We want to hear what you're watching. Um, yes, so how about we get on to the nerd news? All right. Let's get into a little bit of news. So on May 21st, 2021, Uh that may be a day where the world actually ends. A black hole opens up. (laughs) Keanu Reeves will tackle quite possibly his biggest opponent to date, himself. Wow. WB has announced that Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 
will open on the same night. This is like Chuck Norris versus Chuck Norris. Exactly. Keanu's become our generation's Chuck Norris. Yeah. Holy crap. I, has this ever happened before? That a person has two big movies that no. at the this same is, time? This is a first. This is insane. I mean, not only are we in the third coming of Keanu Reeves, but, I mean, to to take on yourself in the box office? Well. I mean, it helps his chances. <laughs> my vote is on Keanu Reeves. I'll put money on that. Yeah. That Keanu will win the battle with Keanu. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of Matrix 4, uh, Jonathan Groff has joined the cast. Jonathan Groff, you might know as the voice of Kristoff in Frozen. Yes, for you Glee fans, he was Jesse in Glee. He He's also a Broadway star from yeah. Spring Awakening. Um, weird. Um, these castings keep, like, NPH. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Jonathan Groff is in it. But Neo's back. So... I'm intrigued. Like, these have got me like, wow, where are they going? I will definitely go see that. That would be a cool, maybe a cool day to just bite the bullet and get a double feature of Keanu. Hey, good idea. Go to like an 8 o'clock, then a 10 o'clock. Yep. Stamped. Yep. All right, moving on. Warner Brothers also announced that The Flash will open July 1st, 2022. It is being written... By Ezra Miller and very famous DC comic book writer Grant Morrison. That's big. The movie will be directed by It and It 2 director Andy Muschietti. Yeah. So it will have some thrilling moments, I'm sure. And this is really interesting, especially because Ezra Miller is also playing The Flash. Right. So. Cause I, and I feel like that might add some great things because he's kind of like, I am The Flash. Yeah. So I want to write from my strengths. I agree. And he's a fan of The Flash, too. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, Marvel Television has finally been shut down Mm -hmm. and completely consolidated into Marvel Studios under Kevin Feige himself. Yeah. This is partly due, of course, to Disney Plus now being the vehicle that Marvel will release all of its new television shows. Smart. Smart. Don't have too many irons in the fire. Um, and he could use this vehicle to bring back some of our favored television Netflix defenders. To Disney Plus. Daredevil, Luke Cage. Um, I would just keep the cast and bring them. I would too. Um, wait till they're allowed to, which mm-hmm. is 2021, for Netflix to lose the lease on those characters. And just bring them to Disney it seems Plus. seems like everybody was, even though some of the shows were a little underwhelming. Oh gosh, uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, I, I didn't even get through was all rough. of them at all. Um, even though they were a little underwhelming, I feel like most people were very happy with the casting. Absolutely. So, Charlie as Daredevil was fantastic. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, Cage was great. I just didn't know a lot of his history. Yeah. Um, and Jessica Jones, too. You know, Jessica Jones, yeah. was, she was a good Jessica Jones. Yeah. And, of course, we got to meet Electra, which was better cast than Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Feige, I know you're listening. I know you listen to us. Bring back the Defenders. And to and to the movies. We'd like to see them cross onto the movies as well. And then do it better. Yeah, but, but but better than Netflix was doing. Yeah. Which we know you will. Do more of the good stuff and less of the bad <laughs> stuff. It's that simple. It's that simple. We'll call you. Uh, so, K- 
continuing at the 2019 VGAs, we fi- video game awards. Yeah. We finally have the new Xbox console name revealed to us. It will be called Xbox Series X, which obviously we agree that we would just call it XSX. And the uh, fans have have not really received that with open arms. No, they have not. Um, and I gotta agree. It's weird. You know, PlayStation, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, which we're gonna get. Um, Xbox, now- Xbox Three Sixty, Xbox One. Xbox Series X. Yeah. So, did we skip to 10? I don't know I mean, what's going on. That's not very X-S-X. good branding, guys. X. They said that it was because they didn't want to just be a video game platform. They wanted to name it for everything it will offer. So, well, <laughs> I don't know what that tells that us. That doesn't help, though. It <laughs> doesn't tell us much. Um, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, Better uh, I would have ch- I would have stuck with Scarlet. Yeah, that and <laughs> made it a red Xbox. Yep, I would have stuck with Something. Scarlet. Um, more in the news: Crisis on Infinite Earths. Have you watched any of it? Not yet. I'm going to. Holy I'm crap, do man! They gave us the biggest twist after the third episode in this five episode. Do you have these event. saved on your DVR? Uh, they're on the CW app, which I have. So all of them just, run there. Yeah. Okay. So you can just come over all and we right. can watch them. All right. Um, it will continue next month. And the will third I, ended. Am I still going to enjoy it even if I haven't been watching? No, yeah, yeah, you're okay. fine. Okay, all right, fine. Um, Which, this final season of Arrow has been the best since the first one. It's It's Good. been great. Good. It's ended well, and it's built. Every, every show going on in its season has built to this. So you kind of watching these, you're like, okay, so they've all been building to this moment. Yeah, it's just quite an intimidating uh, it's a task. Uh, prospect to it really try is. to keep up with all of these but DC shows. Some of the characters, man, that we've already met in these first three episodes, you're just like, holy crap, that's... Have you seen um, Kevin Conroy yet? Yes. Is he good? Oh! <laughs> he's Kingdom Come Batman. He's old. And he's actually being Bruce Wayne. It's, oh, oh I God. can't wait to see It's it. what we've been waiting for since the 90s. Yeah. Is Kevin Conroy actually playing Bruce Wayne? Um... I can't wait to see it, but then we were hit with the "we'll continue." Like mm. you gotta make it a month, man. What <gasps> the heck? A month. A month. Oh no! Between episode three and episode four. Wow. They are getting us just like they got us with Infinity War. Dang. Made us wait a year. They're like, mm, you like it? You like it? Guess what? Yeah, but you I have to wait. I think that anticipation is a good thing, though. It is. It is. Um. Um. So big. More Snyder uh, news. The restaurant Subway has joined the movement. Some avid fans tweeted to the sub chain asking how many retweets it would take for the restaurant to donate 10,000 sandwiches to feed the needy. Subway replied with 15,000 retweets in five hours is the goal. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the Twitterverse did what it does best and dominated the goal. They donated the food to feed over 10,000 people in need. On Twitter, Zack Snyder reached out and thanked them personally, and they tweeted back, We can play this game too, and it followed with multiple hashtags of Release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, go Subway. Yes. For, for both of those things that you just Yes, did. absolutely. <laughs> Definitely the feeding the needy, but also the Snyder Cut. I'm a firm believer that if you have the ability to do something positive, 
you need to do it with your it platform. It is your responsibility. Absolutely. Um, Spider-Man tells us with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, absolutely. I truly take that to heart. Uh, so great job, Subway. Thank you. And also, if you have the ability to convince people to, to release more nerd stuff, <laughs> yes. then you absolutely. should do that as well. Absolutely. Final piece of news. Times Businessman of the Year and Disney CEO Bob Iger has arranged a sit-down with Martin Scorsese to discuss the comments he made recently. Iger told Time Magazine Martin's comments were nasty Mm -hmm. to those who make the films and those who enjoy the films. If he wants to be in the business of, quote-unquote, taking risks in the industry, power to him. That does not mean what we're doing is not art. Yeah, Couldn't agree more. I got to tell you, I really was offended. I was completely offended. Because these movies mean a lot to me. And Absolutely. they've been super successful. They have latched on to uh, viewers who would never be interested in things like this. Absolutely. You know? Like we talked about, nobody knew who the Guardians were. Right. And so many people, after mm-hmm. you know the, the conclusion of Endgame, felt that so hard. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. If you feel something, then this movie yeah. has done its job. I mean, I'm sorry not that the entire planet isn't into... Um, overplayed mafia drama. Right. Not everyone can love mafia. I mean, I do like the genre. And there's an audience for that, for sure. There is. But that doesn't make an audience for something else mean less. Was I excited to see that Joe Pesci came out of retirement to do a movie with Pacino and De Niro again? Absolutely. Right. But I wouldn't down the fact that, oh, it's straight to Netflix. Good for you. I would never down that because Netflix is doing that. That's a big deal. That's a great deal. That's, but I would never, I would never dog a fan of that. I would right. never just be like, "Well, you know, yours doesn't make me feel the same thing that, yeah. you know, Endgame did, or the first time I watched Superman flash across a screen as a kid." At the risk of sounding a little melodramatic, I think he should be ashamed of what he said. Truly, I absolutely. Do, you know that, I, like I said, it was offensive. Absolutely, because these movies mean so much to so many people. I mean. And just because you've been successful in what you've done doesn't mean that, you know... This isn't successful. Yeah, and that your your opinion is the end-all, be-all on mm-hmm. what constitute at, constitutes as good cinema. Absolutely. And it's while just, we're at it, Jennifer Aniston, same goes to you. <laughs> yeah. What have you done that makes you the be-all, end-all? I mean, Friends? Good for And you. I love Friends. And I'm, yeah. I've been watching Friends here lately. Yeah. Because Before you lose it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Before you lose it, it on January Netflix. 1st. <laughs> but... Same thing to you. Absolutely. I mean, and that just goes to anything and everything. I mean, you know, we have done community theater here as long as possible, but neither one of us would never, you know, we might not have agreed with the draw of one show or a certain casting, Mm -hmm. but not once would we ever go on record publicly and say, this was terrible, or this is bad, bad theater, or this is, because who are we? Yeah. You know, I mean, so... Good for you, Iger. Yeah. So, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of your nerd news. Thirty and Nerdy is brought to you by Akita Express, right here in Morristown, Tennessee. Freshly grilled hibachi, full service portions, and quality at a fast pace. Give Akita Express a try. They are here in Morristown at 3100 East Morris Boulevard. When you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Hey nerds, this is Peyton Bowling, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy. Cheers to ya! 
and welcome back to 30 and Nerdy, and we are joined by our very, very, very special friend, our special yes. guest, Mr. Peyton Bowling. Definitely. Hello! Definitely one with the force, the Always. Padawan of positivity. <laughs> That's a good one. Our own little nerdy heart of gold. Well, thank you. So, are you excited to talk about The Last Jedi, Peyton? Oh, indeed I am. I am. This is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Much really? to Tyler's annoyance. <laughs> you should see the look on his face right now. Um, well, I'll tell you, I've, I've only seen this one. I saw it twice in the theaters, and then I think I watched it like once, maybe one and a half times uh, when the, the Blu-ray came out. And so watching it uh, this weekend was the first time in a long time. And I was really sort of unsure as to what my feelings would be. Uh, I started at Phantom Menace uh, like three weeks ago, and I've watched all of them all the way through. And um, my feelings really haven't changed that much. I'm still okay with it. Um, I tried to look at it with a much more critical eye. And I can see where some people say, you know, this part was weak or that part was weak or whatever. Sure, I can see that. But as far as I'm concerned, it's still a lot better than The Phantom Menace. Still agree with that too, Tyler. I mean, yeah. Right. Phantom Menace is <laughs> Phantom Menace is down there with the Christmas special. So. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, so I still agree with that. Right off the bat, we have something we agree with. All right, so I'm gonna. Ha- so at the end of this, uh, we're gonna maybe discuss some of the issues that Tyler has, and and Peyton and I will try to defend uh, as best we, we will can. Succeed. Try not do or do not. There uh, is no try. Spoken like a true Jedi. So we'll we'll sort of defend, uh, especially you. I think there's some things I'm, I may have to concede to Tyler, uh, to concede to the dark side a little bit, uh, but we'll see when we get there. Uh, also, when we're done with that, I have a little challenge, a little game for Peyton. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I have, I, have, I have a challenge for Tyler as well, which he doesn't know about. It's going to be very difficult for him. Okay, but it, he's gonna be able to he's gonna be able to to rise above the dark side, above this dark energy, and, and mm. he's gonna be able to do it. I, I know mm. it. I can sense it. All right, so shall we begin? Yeah. All right, the last. So I think Tyler has some info here about yeah. the Last Jedi. Before we get into like synopsis, just a little little info. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is the 2017 film directed by how do you pronounce his name? Is Ryan or Ryan? Ryan. Ryan? Yes. Well, he needs to spell it like Ryan. Uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it is the eighth episode in the nine-episode Skywalker saga. It is the first post-mortem movie of our own Princess Carrie Fisher. Um, the film was dedicated to her, and we all had that very sentimental moment at the end. Uh, when all was said and done, it grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing film of 2017. The seventh... Highest ever grossing film in North America. And the ninth highest grossing film of all time during its theatrical run. It is also the second highest grossing Star Wars film and turned a net profit of over $417 million. Uh, The film received positive reviews with praise for its ensemble cast, musical score, and visual effects, action sequences, and emotional weight. Uh, The film received four nominations at the 90th Academy Awards, including Best Original Score and Best Visual Effects, which it won 
two years previous. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, the final chapter of the Skywalker, saga, the Skywalker saga will release in a matter of, well, when you're listening to this, hours. Yeah, so uh, people are going to be listening to this on Wednesday, and the uh, last movie will come out t- technically on Friday, but there's early Thursday releases on Thursday. Yes. I'm seeing it Thursday. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna, we'll be there. Are we going to be at the same theater? Are you coming to Morristown, Peyton? I am going to the Pinnacle IMAX. Uh, I'm seeing uh, this one gotcha. with the biggest screen biggest ever. Screen ever. <laughs> okay. yeah. If it goes well, I I may do that for my second, yeah, for the second, second right. time. Um, and, and I was telling him the other day, Peyton, that this saga, this Skywalker saga, has panned almost a century at this point. Think about oh, half, half a century. Half a century, wow. sorry. Almost half, a century, almost half a century th- at this point. And it all started with with a dream. From from good old George Lucas himself, and now here we are, half a century later, and and we're seeing it finally end. It's especially crazy if you think about all of the struggles that George Lucas went through just to get the first movie made, and now to see all of the success that's yeah. come along with that. It's just like I think it's crazy, like all the um, Star Killer references. Yeah. Because that was originally Luke's name. Mm-hmm. Luke was supposed to be Starkiller. I think it was the right choice because Starkiller definitely sounds like a bad guy yeah. name. And so to to name yeah. the the base Starkiller, and they and they originally use. thought of a female lead that early on. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, if you if you're listening, check out uh, Johnny has the keys. Star Wars episode, they break down, and the, you should hear the list of people who were up for Han. No, I did hear all that. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. There were like, there were like 19 people. Everything just sort of fell into place yeah. and worked out the way it was supposed to. Though. Yeah. That's, that's part of the magic of Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, just how being at the right place at the right time can really launch you, or, you know, I mean... There are some Star Wars stars who this was, this was it for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, after Star Wars, you know, we didn't see Carrie Fisher in a whole lot uh, aside from or Star Mark Wars Hamill. or Mark Hamill. He yeah. only did the voice of the Joker. Really, uh, he did the trickster in the '90s movie of the Flash. Let's uh, not forget that he was also Fire Lord Ozai in Avatar: The Last Airbender. He was, he was, and he was also in one Jay and Silent Bob movie. I played that's a character right. we will not discuss. That's right, that's right. <laughs> we won't say his name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it launched a lot of careers that uh, today we call them these massive megastars. But you know, without this movie, a lot of people we watch on screen today would probably wouldn't have made it as soon or even at all. That's um, true. So that's what this saga, this this franchise has, has brought a lot of us. Um, and it's really been a great escape for a lot of us. Um, Especially me, <laughs> right? Absolutely, right. And we talked about that uh, when we got to sit down with you uh, a few months ago. Um, how much of a positive impact being a being a Jedi was for you during all of your hardships? Um, and I'm trying not to be the Sith of all of this. I really am trying not to be. Uh, but I know. I mean, you would in all of our promotions. For some reason, Josh has the red lightsaber, and I'm like, it. I'm the one who needs the red lightsaber. I don't know why I keep getting the green one. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that up with the people who edit our pictures. Yeah, uh, we'll call them. We'll them. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. It's we'll crazy. give him a call. So, what do you say we go through a little synopsis, and we will stop here and there, um, and discuss kind of thoughts. Uh, 
on uh, what we've read and maybe some uh, feelings we had while watching this take place on screen. Um, Sure, sure. So, you want me to go first, J.D.? You want to go? You go ahead and start. All right. So, shortly after the destruction of Starkiller Base, General Leia Organa leads the evacuation of resistance forces from Dakar. When a First Order fleet arrives against Leia's orders, Poe Dameron leads a costly counterattack that destroys a First Order dreadnought. The remaining resistance escapes into hyperspace, but the First Order uses a device to track them and attacks again. Kylo Ren hesitates to fire on the lead resistance ship after sensing his mother Leia's presence. But his wingmen destroy the bridge, killing most of the resistance leaders. Leia is dragged into space, but survives by using the Force. While Leia recovers, Vice Admiral Amelin Holdo assumes command of the first of the resistance. Running low on fuel, the remaining fleet is pursued by the First Order. So we had a lot of action opening this. A lot. Um, we did. Uh, what were your thoughts on, um, I guess, Poe's actions? You know, I mean, because he, he was really renegade here. Well, for one... Uh it's a great, it's an awesome action sequence, but if you look closely, he's obviously ignoring orders, he's not doing what he's supposed to be told, and he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons, and he thinks that he's, he wants to take out this dreadnought, and he thinks, oh, we can do this, we can do this. Mm-hmm. But if you'll notice, at the end of the battle, General Organa looks down at her charts and sees that they've lost all of their bombers and most of their fighters. Yeah. It really shows the cost of war, and they could have gotten out of there, uh, like she said, after he took out the main guns on the Dreadnought, but he mm-hmm. sort of, how do I put this, sort of outmaneuvered her, and the Resistance suffered heavy casualties for that, and he's yeah. demoted to captain for that. Yeah. And he never really seemed to be remorseful for that. Mm-hmm. He, he still believed that what he did was the right call. Well, I mean, out of all of the resistance, one would almost say that he's the rogue one. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Reference! So, a couple fun things about uh, this first little section. Uh, uh, I don't know the actress's name, but she played Liza Aaron in Game of Thrones, Cat Stark's sister, the one that was all crazy. And, yeah. Okay, oh. so she was one of those First Order officers there. Yet again, some... That was her? That was her. Yeah. That was her. Oh my gosh! And they are—they are spread throughout the entire trilogy. Random Game of Thrones people. Yeah, especially in in the first one. Yeah, in the first one. Um, I really like the general hugs thing when he's like, "Oh, I'm you know, I'm trying to get a message to General Hugs and all that." It was funny, but at the same time, it did feel a little bit weird to have your mama jokes in Star Wars. You know, like, a little, but you know, there were some odd things in A New Hope. I, I was watching A New Hope um, last week, and there were a couple of things that just seemed a little out of place mm-hmm. with joke wise. I can't, I can't think. I know I'm great at this, but I can't think of actual like example but there were some things that feel that felt like yeah well we didn't need that but you know it's become classic now well the only thing that i can think of is like can somebody get this walking carpet out of my way (laughs) but that's still vastly different than a yo mama joke yeah what is it he says he's like general leia has an important miss uh a message for general hugs 
about his mother. About his, about his mother, yes. <laughs> you know, it made me laugh, but at the same time, I was like... It just oh, felt very... That's weird. It felt very Iron Man, and I didn't feel like it really belonged in Star Wars. Um, it almost felt as, as forced as... Um, no pun intended. As forced <laughs> as uh, 3PO's dialogue in Attack of the Clones. It felt oh, that forced. Gosh, like, no, oh, I'm beside myself. Oh, I don't no. Bad, no, 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 no. Not at all. See, the Poe's joke, despite the fact that it was a Yamama joke, was still funny. <laughs> C3PO right. saying, oh, I'm beside myself, was ridiculous and not funny at all. That's the difference. <laughs> That's my uh, opinion. That actually made me laugh a little, sorry. <laughs> um, so how about Kylo Ren hesitating to pull the trigger on the ship there? That is one of my favorite moments of that film because it really shows this whole movie is about Kylo Ren letting go of the past mm-hmm. and how he needs to forget everything to become, um, well, the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it really shows that he has a connection still to his mother. He was able to kill his dad pretty pretty easily, rest in peace, well, Han Solo. <laughs> Being but, a dad, you know. <laughs> it was... It was a big, you know, spear, well, uh, lightsaber through the heart, but with Leia, it feels like, it feels like he has more of a, like, can I really do this? Do you feel like it makes Han's death mean less now that Kylo is hesitating and he's not full-on baddie? Because my expectation was, after killing Han, he's going to show up in in Last Jedi and he's going to be like the you know uh, Vader yeah he's gonna be like the ultimate bad guy after what we saw him do but it wasn't quite enough it seemed I think Ryan Johnson was going for showing us that maybe just just maybe Kylo Ren still has some Ben Solo left right I agree I agree but I don't think that Skywalker blood but at the same time even Vader was redeemed I don't think you can I don't think I want redemption for Kylo after Han. Uh, Like me as a fan, not just as a Han Solo fan, but as, okay, he killed him. Um, I don't want some big happy ending at the end of this. Like, oh, Ben, you're back. And, well, where's Dad? Well, guess what? Um, You killed him. Uh, But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You were having a bad day. Um, So I don't want redemption for him. I want him to die. I don't know what I end. want yet. I, um, I haven't decided because that was I still a don't know what I want. that was definitely a a new hope like moment where after Vader kills Obi Wan, you're like, okay, bad guy, gotta kill him. You also have to look though that Vader, even in the comics and the books and Rogue One, he does many many horrible things and kills. I think his kill count in canon is somewhere around ten thousand. Jeez, and. <laughs> Um, even at the end, he's he's redeemed, and in the books, they sort of go on and tell, you know, uh, Leia did not care that he was redeemed. She still saw him as something horrid and something that needed to be killed. And hmm. it still sort of, it sort of, it, it sort of shows that we all can do bad, but who's to say that we can't come back and do good? True. Valid point. Valid uh, point. 
and so I know that we wanted to save the 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 issues for later and, and for us to defend them and everything. But I just want to briefly talk about the Princess Leia moment. Okay, Tyler and I were in the theater together, and I give him a hard time about this all the time because he 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 rags on the movie so much. But I was with him, and his reactions the, the initial time we saw it, he he was. You know, he had a very emotional reaction to Princess Leia in this moment, and so did I. We all did. Everybody had a big reaction when we thought Princess Leia was dead. We see this shit blow up around her, and I thought, okay, she's she's done. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I don't know, several weeks after Carrie Fisher had died. It was very, very recent. And so then we see her floating out there, and she has there's this big controversial, controversial moment where she sort of does the little Mary Poppins thing and flies <laughs> into the ship, okay? Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Did it look a little silly? Maybe I could say that. Yeah, I, okay, you can argue that. It looked a little bit silly. But the, and the, the premise of it is not that ridiculous, okay? Not at all. She, in fact, many times in canon, there have been uh, beings on the outsides of ships, especially humans. Like, for instance, uh, in the Rebel series, Kanan is thrown out into space for about 30 seconds. Okay, sure. But if I'm a general audience member who has not seen the Rebel show, you know, how do I defend it then? Okay. Because I haven't seen all of Rebels, so I don't I don't even know that specific reference you're talking about. But okay, Leia is strong with the force, okay? Even though we never see her with a lightsaber and all that stuff, she literally is a space wizard, okay? She has powers far beyond a normal human. It's not so unreasonable to think that she can, you know, especially uh, it, her instinct was to reach out and pull herself into the ship. And nobody had a problem in Guardians of the Galaxy when uh, Star-Lord and Gamora shared the little breather mask thing and they were floating around true. in space and they should have. Nobody had a problem with that. Why is it so ridiculous in Star Wars when someone who actually has supernatural powers to, to be able to survive that? I don't understand. I well, we found out that Star-Lord is part alien. Okay, well, that's a valid point, too. His dad but, is ego. Uh, what about Yondu? He did it, too. For and He died. survived for a long time, but he not right away. He My biggest thing, I think what would make it, what would have made it less of a controversy for me is not once in canon have we seen visually Leia use the Force up until this point. She hasn't well, fought. when are we, now, uh, when else comics, are we gonna see her? She's usually being a diplomat or a general. Yeah, in the com- there are a couple comics though where she's fought with a lightsaber, right. and I think that maybe, maybe if even if Ryan Johnson came out and said, "Now before this movie comes out, you all need to go see, go read these moments that Leia has used the Force," because I'm about to give her a Force moment. We had never seen up until now Leia Organa. Who, for some reason, still goes by Organa, um, and not... well, her adoptive parents were very loving to her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she had good adoptive parents. Um, yeah, well, there's there's political power behind that. Name. Yeah, yeah, That's... indeed. Too. <laughs> um, I think had I seen a couple moments, maybe in Last Jedi, or even in a flashback scene, or in Force Awakens, where she actually uses her Force abilities, I'd have found. Well, actually, one could argue that. We see it in Empire Strikes Back and Force Awakens. I agree. When they talk to each other across distances, yeah. And it's very much understood that she has the Force. Because when Luke 
tells her that she she's his sister. He says, you know, the force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. And she's a Skywalker. It's obviously, if you're a fan, you know she has the force. What is it um, that Obi-Wan says to Yoda in Empire? That when boy Luke, was our last boy, hope. Was our last hope? No, no, there's, there's another. another. Do you think... He's talking about Leia, or now that we have sequels, do you think he foresaw what we're going through now? I think he was talking about Leia, because he told told Luke, so in uh, Return of the Jedi, he said uh, Yoda spoke of your twin sister who will remain anonymous or something like that. And then immediately Luke's like, Leia. Leia. Oh, yeah. The one I kissed. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of times. That was weird. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on this little, little... All right, well, shall we move on? All right, let's 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 move on. So next we have Rey, having traveled to Octo with Chewbacca and R2-D2 aboard the Millennium Falcon, attempts to recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance under self-imposed exile. Luke refuses to help and says that the Jedi should end. But, encouraged by R2-D2, he eventually begins to teach Rey about the Force. Rey and Kylo begin communicating through the Force, puzzling them both. After Kylo tells Rey what happened between him and Luke that caused him to choose the dark side, Luke confesses that he momentarily contemplated killing Kylo upon sensing that Snoke was corrupting him. This prompted Kylo to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. Convinced that Kylo can be redeemed, Rey leaves Octo. Luke prepares to burn the Jedi Library, but hesitates. Luke's teacher Yoda appears as a spirit, <laughs> destroys the library by summoning a bolt of lightning, and encourages Luke to learn from his failure. I popped so big when Yoda showed up the first time I saw it. I thought that was just such a wonderful moment. There's one thing that I can always defend, and it's that, that whole scene about failure. Mm-hmm. The greatest- that's actually... That's actually- my favorite scene. The greatest teacher failure is. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> I love my, I have to say this now, uh, but the Jedi text, read them, have you? <laughs> Page, Page turners, turners, they, they were, were not. not. They were not. Uh, this is actually the first time in any of the Star Wars movies that we see books or paper or anything Literature. like that. That's it. Yeah, this is like the first that. time. Um, so how do you feel about Luke in these moments, Peyton? Well, I must say that when I first watched, like during the movie, I was I was a little disappointed. I was ready for Luke to come back and be, you know, uh, the hero that we know Luke to be. But while I was in the theater and I was thinking, I was like, well, he's tried that before. He he was the big great hero. He he defeated the emperor in a way. He redeemed Vader. He he set up his own temple and had his own student. And then the cycle began again with a betrayal and losing everything, well not everything, but much of what he had built and what he had loved was gone. And he, he feels defeated before he was even able to begin. And I, I can sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. Well, he felt, he felt guilt. I mean, he had one moment of weakness, and he says that. It was one moment of weakness, and it was like a fleeting shadow. He knew, no, this is, this is wrong. And it sort of makes me think about, you know, you have this question of, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and kill little baby Hitler, do you do it? You know, and that's what, that's essentially the same 
sort of thing that, that he has happening here. He's looking at Kylo and he sees all of this pain and suffering that he is potentially going to cause. He sees this, this darkness and this evil, like nothing he's ever seen before. And he says, oh, okay, I need to stop this. And then he says, wait, you know, I can try to find another way to do this. So I don't take issue with, with, with this moment uh, in Luke's story. And and yeah, he's not the hero that we that we used to know. But I think that this moment of weakness has really done a big number on Luke, and and this failure has hit him really hard. I mean, here he was going to save the Jedi and and start a new order, and all of that's over with now. He failed. Things don't always work out as you planned. Right. I think what I wanted, what I was looking for when I read the, uh, you know that that opening script and they talk about Luke going into exile I was expecting an Obi-Wan exile like still present still watching right but this was more to me it was more of like a oh man I failed once um screw it I'm done with everybody exile like almost like a a tantrum exile slash I'm I'm never doing anything again where Obi-Wan was like I'm in exile but I'm still training and I'm watching Luke. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm watching over him because now he's the well, chosen. What was, there, what was there for Luke to, to do, though? I mean, like, there was no one for him to watch yeah. over. There was no hope. That's what I was going to say. Obi-Wan had purpose. Luke has none now. I mean, Obi-Wan did fail, and he admits that. He says, I failed, Anakin. You know, this is this was a great loss. Obviously, all the Jedi, for the most part, are dead or scattered or whatever. But he still has this hope of Luke, and he has a purpose here to watch him and, and train him. Yeah, um, I think a big th- a big thing about it is, you know, I uh, Luke went f- for me. Luke went from being the new hope to now there's no hope. Right. And I hated that. Yeah. I just didn't like but that about his art. In the end, he finds his hope again. He does. He does come back and sort of redeem himself. He does. The and one one cool moment here that I took note of is he when he's arguing with Ray, he says, "You just expect me to walk out with a laser sword and face the whole first order." And in the and end, he, he sort of does that. So that was really cool. Uh, I really love this whole scene where Luke walks onto the Millennium Falcon and he's kind of hanging out in the cockpit, reminiscing. Oh, and yes. And the moment when he, he finds R2 and the little hologram of Leia pops out, dude, that was genius. I mean, even you got to admit, that was a oh, cool I moment. did like that. And especially, again, Carrie Fisher having fan just died right well, before. Well, I, mean, I mean, I love yes. fan service. Yeah, of so, course. That was and fan service. That was such a special moment. But I do have... It was the kind of fan service that I think was very worth it right yeah um one problem i did have though uh-huh. um i didn't <sighs> the the creature he got the gatorade milk from <laughs> the, the sea cow. cow the sea cow was green milk watching him drink his protein milk and as he's milk physically showing us him milk this creature the creature gives this look to Ray, like, "Hey, and just this." I was, I was uncomfortable. I was like, "Why was, yeah. why did they do this?" I'm uncomfortable. Wait, that's Peyton's mom's favorite part of the movie, too. Indeed, it is. Uh, I love that part. You know, I, I look. I, I see what you're saying. It kind of was a little weird. Uh, 
it was meant to be fan service because of the blue milk, I guess. Yeah. But it was weird. I think it was probably not the right decision. That's me. Although, it, it, I do think it is the wrong decision, but at the same time, it sort of shows that he really does not, he does not care about anything at this point, yeah. and he needs help. <laughs> so, uh, this is a question I have, and Peyton, you might be able to answer this. If you think back to, like, uh, the original trilogy, when Luke is on the X-Wing with R2, and R2's beeping at him, he has to look at this little computer to understand what R2's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, continue, yes. But in this scene, when R2 pops up, R2's beeping away at him, and he's just he just understands him. He's like, oh, hey, language, this is a sacred island. You know, he understands him. What happened? Did he take the time to learn binary while he was on his well, little island, or what? I've always kind of wondered, can they hear in those cockpits, or is that... Is R2 beeping outside, but he can't hear it, and then it translates on that computer? Ah, uh, I hadn't thought of that. But my question is, does everybody take droid when they're in school? <laughs> Remember how Luke uh, spent his life on a farm with a bunch of droids? Yes. So he probably picked it up from there. And then the Resistance pilots... I'm sure they have to learn it. Yeah, they kind of have to learn it. And so same thing with the Rebel pilots and the TIE pilots. And, you know, all of the Imperials probably have to learn it. And I would say a lot of the Rebellion had to know it. And same thing with the First Order. Yeah, it's just sort of the military probably has to know those things. Yeah. Good point. Good point. point. All right, should we continue? Yeah. Indeed, yes, we shall. Meanwhile, Poe entrusts Finn, Mechanic, Rose Tico, and BB-8 with a secret mission to find someone who can deactivate the First Order's tracking device, whom Maz Kanata says that they can find in the casino town of Cantobite. They meet the hacker DJ and escape for the city with the help of some stable hand children and riding animals they set free. Finn, Rose, and DJ infiltrate Snoke's ship, arriving at the same time as Rey, but are captured by Captain Phasma. Meanwhile, Kylo brings Rey to Snoke, who says that he facilitated the connection between her and Kylo as part of a plan to defeat Luke. Holdo plans to evacuate the remaining Resistance members using small transport vessels. Believing her plan to be cowardly and futile, Poe leads a mutiny. Leia recovers and shoots Poe with a blaster, rendering him unconscious and allowing the evacuation to begin. Holdo remains on the ship as a decoy to mislead Snoke's fleet as the others flee to abandon base on Crate. On the First Order flagship, DJ buys his freedom by revealing the Resistance plans to General Hux, and the First Order fleet begins firing on the evacuation transports, destroying many of them. Yeah. So, um, I hate that scene. (laughs) There's a lot I hate about this. I hate Cantobite. Um, I feel like there was a lot of time on Cantobite that didn't further the plot. Um, I know that there was a political message in that of the rich and yeah. wealthy and the powerful and the abuse of animals the, and the war machine. Yeah, the war machine yeah. and who they help. They help both sides, but they're profiting on. I know I got the message. Yeah. I just didn't feel, I guess, joy in receiving it through Cantobite. 
and this spin-off storyline between Finn and Rose and the animals releasing and you know I I guess I can it's one of those moments where I can say I get it but I don't get why um, okay so this is my best interpretation of the entire Canto Bite sequence so I know Captain Phasma isn't in it but I'm going to use her as an example too Captain Phasma what does she represent um underutilized character <laughs> well that's, not, that's actually she's utilized pretty well hmm. she represents Finn's old life his life as a first order lackey what does Rose represent um resistance and and fighting against uh the the, the big machine she represents oh. exactly she represents she represents the naivety of oh we can do this we can win and Finn doesn't like either of those options. So who does he turn to? DJ. Uh, huh. DJ represents not picking a side. And, but at the same time, he's like, wow, I could live pretty well if I was like DJ. But then at the same time, when DJ sells them out, it shows that really in any conflict, any sort of political decisions, any type of thing, you do have to pick a side. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I see, I see that. Um, I also gotta say, though, I did not love Rose at all. I just was sort of just unimpressed with her. I just didn't... Well, she just kind of popped up. Yeah. Um... And I, I don't like this idea of Finn trying to run away from... from Twice. Yeah, because in both movies, is that any different from what he did in the Force Awakens? Though? That's what I'm saying. He's now run, at, tried to run away twice. Yeah, but at this point, though, he has such a strong bond and friendship with with Ray and with Poe. Remember, Why he would... wants to get the uh, the tracker device. He has the tracker device, and he wants to get far away so that Ray can survive. Okay. Yeah. Because he believes that um, if she goes back to the Resistance, she's dead. Yes, that's true. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I see everything that you're saying. I I gotta say though, I I feel like I wanted to see a lot more Captain Phasma. Oh god! Uh, especially, I and I have to say, the Canto Bite sequence—it's not the most well executed <laughs> sequence that has ever been in Star Wars. No, I it think wasn't. that the biggest part of it is you know in Star Wars we got to see new planets, new um, you know world systems, system, yeah. whatever you want to say. You know, we've never seen a, a casino type deal before. Yeah. So that was sort of an interesting idea. I don't have a problem with that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't crazy about that whole sequence myself. Uh, fun fact, did you know the little drunk alien that puts the coins in BB-8? Mark that's Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let's talk a little about Kylo and Ray. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So... Really? <laughs> I think there might be something there. So you think there's no sibling? They're not siblings. Oh, I I don't think that. She's a solo. Well, you know, but at the same time, you know, people thought that about Luke and Leia, and then you know that was very wrong. So maybe I think it's possible. I think they've done a good job of making us wonder, like, what it's gonna be. Yeah. And. Yeah. I know that a lot of people, I think, 
I, I was reading this. I think it was Kevin Smith was talking about how part of the reason that people hate The Last Jedi so much is because they had all these expectations. They wanted these questions answered. They wanted to know this. They wanted to know that. And it just didn't happen yet. And look, I'm okay with that because the argument that I keep trying to 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 give to this is that it's not over yet. We still have another movie. You know, exactly. After we see this third one, it could totally change the way that people perceive The Last Jedi. And I really hope that it does. Because, I'm sorry, The Last Jedi is not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Thank you. Is it it the best Star Wars movie that we've ever had? No, absolutely not. I would say, you know, like we said, Phantom Menace is probably the bottom of the barrel. And then Last Jedi is... Oh, really? Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I can stomach Attack of the Clones better than waiting for that whole attack of the clones it's you know it's hard for me to really rank uh the sequels and the prequels uh because the prequels have hayden hayden christensen and i loathe hayden christensen um he does a pretty good job in uh in uh, revenge whoa it's not as bad as everyone Loathe entirely. Yeah. I can't stand him. I think he's the worst. <laughs> I hate. I hadn't. I hadn't watched the prequels in several years, Peyton, and I went back and watched them uh, a couple weeks ago or so. And you know, for the most part, I really did enjoy watching it because it's Star Wars. I got lightsabers. I got space battles. I got you know, and they're familiar. So it was like an old friend, and I loved yeah. that aspect. But every time Hayden Christensen had this big emotional moment, I'm just sitting here like, so be one. He's holding me back. Yeah, and I didn't... Every time that he and Natalie Portman had a scene together, I thought both of them were terrible. And I love Natalie Portman, right? But for some reason, this movie, or all those movies, I thought she was just weak. And I didn't believe that they were in love. And I know I'm getting off into a tangent about the prequels, but... There's just three things I have to say about the prequels. Okay. The first thing I have to say is, can we all agree that Ian McGregor was pretty good? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And... Two, can we all agree we hate Jar Jar? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then three, uh, this is the last thing. I don't like sand. It's coarse and <laughs> rough. Gets everywhere. Irritating. It gets everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and I'll, how about number four? Darth Maul could have been so much cooler. Darth Maul could have been underutilized. Used more, but they didn't bring him back for Clone Wars underutilized yeah and and back to the original point of all this that's how i feel about phasma as well i mean she looks so cool and And it's brienne of tarth yeah and she kind of got the boba fett treatment twice hey no knocking boba fett i'm not no 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 we we here at the show feel that boba fett was underutilized and and given the shaft Boba Fett was so cool, though. So and cool. what did he do? You know, really in the prequels. We didn't get to see a lot of Boba Fett. We barely got to see him in action. That's what I mean by that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't get it twisted, everybody. I love me some Boba oh, Fett. Oh, gosh, yes. Absolutely. I'm, I'm wearing a Boba Fett shirt currently. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm wearing Empire Strikes Back pajamas, but there's no Boba Fett. I'm on. wearing R2. Uh, sure. But one day I'm going to have to show you my Fett uh, Funko Pop collection. I've got yeah, almost yeah. all of them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that, that's what I mean about that. Like, Phasma looks so cool, and we've never had a female villain before. I don't yeah. think. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Have we not? Wait, hold on. Not like that, no. Mm. We 
did have Zam with Cell, but that's not saying much. She was in 10 minutes of the movie, though. <laughs> you know? I think less. But at the uh, same time, you know, I get the fact that this is a very, yeah. very, very large universe. You've only got so much time in each movie, and each character has to, you know, fulfill their little piece of the puzzle. So I get it. Right. I, I just wish that we had seen but you know more what? from her. It's just not over yet. And we could see Phasma come back with a burnt face. It's over for her. Uh, we don't know that. We can see body. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, but anyway. So, so let's let's get back to yeah. to Ray and We'll Kyla. have an entire Lord. month on the prequels that we'll bring you back for too, buddy. Yeah. So okay. A couple of clues here. Um First of all, when Luke is telling his side of the story to Ray, he says that when he came to, Kylo had vanished with a handful of his students and slaughtered the rest. Are the these Knights ha- of the Knights of Ren? That's exactly what I thought. When are we going to get to see him? The next movie. Aside from a vision. Oh. Next movie. Yeah, they've released a whole line of pops of so all the, the knights. knights. So yeah, we'll look, get to yeah, see these former. So we'll I'm, get to see these former. I'm handing him one right now. I've got uh, the Knight of Ren with the long axe. So these are former oh, students. Yes. And these are former students of Luke, and they follow Kylo because I assume him being the blood of Darth Vader, they think you know huh, it's gonna be a good This is the guy I want to hang with. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no. I'd rather be with Vader. <laughs> Snoke also makes the comment about Ray being Kylo's equal in the light. This idea of them being equals makes me think, are they twins? And Which would be pulling from the book. And we know that a little bit. Snoke claims that he was the one that made the connection with them so that they could talk to each other across the distances. You know, But the only other time we've seen that was Luke and Leia, who were connected because they were twins. Skyping. Through the galaxy. Space Skyping. Space Skyping. Force Skyping. <laughs> so, I think, I think there's so many clues that lead us to believe that Rey is Han and Leia's daughter. But, but why they, wouldn't Leia or Han say something? Exactly. That's the thing. What's However, the you even have that theory of when did Han ask her to join the crew? Yeah. Uh, so, in the last episode we did, Peyton... Uh, when we talked about Force Awakens, I said, you know, one thing that's a big clue here is that Han did not offer Rey a spot on the Millennium Falcon to be on the crew until he asked her what her name was, and she said Rey. And when he was talking to Maz in the cantina, you know, she looks at Han and she says, Han, who's the girl? And the scene cuts away to whatever else was going on. Why end on that note, asking that question to Han... And not show us. And, you know, they tried to tell us, oh, uh, your parents were, they were drunks and they sold you off for for drinking. Well, yeah, I mean, and if you were Kylo, would you not want to dissuade your sister? Absolutely. Would you not want to be like, if I tell her she ain't got parents, then I'll take, she'll she'll train with me. That's something that that people were so bothered by. Like, oh, that's such a cop out. That's not the truth, guys. Like, that's clearly. Well, I got it, it better not be. It's not going to be. There's no way. The one line in Force Awakens that makes me feel like she has some real importance is when, you know, Kylo Ren has that hissy fit and he's like slicing up the computer terminal. You have to be more specific. Which time? He has a lot of hissy fits. Again, it's, you're gonna have to be more specific. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Telling him that the droid escaped on a freighter. Right. And, and he says, he "What says, girl?" 
droid escaped with um, FN-2187, which is Finn, and a girl, and then Kylo pulls him towards him and says, what girl? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder, she's something. To okay. him. Something to him. Right. She could even, I mean, she could, okay, what if the ending, what if her story is she survived his tantrum at the temple and she was one of Luke's last students and has no memory of it? I mean, it could be possible. But do you think that that's also kind of a cop out? Why would they leave her on this? Kind of like, we don't want her to become a knight too. Let's at least hide her from Kylo. Yeah. I guess. Like I, I want it to be no some kind of lineage. There needs to be some lineage, whether it's a Palpatine, a Kenobi, there a Skywalker, a Solo. Undoubtedly, there will be. Or, or, a, or a Jar Jar. If, if Rise of Skywalker comes out and she doesn't have some sort of family connection to the main characters, I will eat my head. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> there's no way that she's not. And we will go live on Facebook. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> For that to happen. And, and another thing is that they both saw these, these visions of the future. Both of them saw, Kylo and Rey, that is, they both yeah. saw them standing together against Snoke. They both talked about, but they just perceived it very differently because yes. you know Ray thought, "Oh, Ben's going to come with me," and Kylo thought, "Ray's going to join Ray's me." Gonna and join we're going to roll together. Yeah. And in a way, you know, what they saw was true, just yeah. different. Yeah. Just different. so. I, Do you guys want to know my theory about Ray right now? Or? Yes. Right Absolutely. Now. Okay. Well, um, this is it's a little long, but my theory is that Ray is a clone of someone and Baby Yoda. Oh. Baby Yoda's DNA is extracted in episode 3 of The Mandalorian from a Camino and cloner. That's what that doctor is. And I feel that, that Palpatine or other forces were using that to try and clone a, an army of force users, also maybe known as Sith Troopers. And they were trying to do something and it just didn't work, and so they threw Rey on a, on a planet where they could use her later if they wished. Interesting. Also a planet with significance to the Empire where they suffered their last defeat, Jakku. And the Falcons there. Um, hey, you know, it's not bad. And and normally I would say... I don't clone's think a cop-out. Yeah, I do think a clone would be a little bit of a cop-out. Uh, and normally I would say, no, I just don't think that's a, that's a good idea because, you know, Baby Yoda's on... So totally separate thing, but let's be honest. Baby Yoda has taken over the entire world at this point. Everybody knows Baby Yoda, so that could work. You know, Disney and their infinite knowledge. Baby Yoda is Palpatine. (laughs) Yeah, what if Baby Yoda is not even a good guy at all? (laughs) Like (laughs) that would be awful. Well, but the thing is, is the rumors I have heard through the the nerdiverse out there is that there are some. People who have let slip from people who have worked on The Rise of Skywalker that something from The Mandalorian will make sense in Rise of Skywalker. And they are releasing the next episode uh, a couple of days are. before the movie comes out rather than on Friday. Wednesday night. Yeah. Or Wednesday morning. Like they want you to see something before you go see mm-hmm. it. They do. I mean, and that There's would just be. There. That wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about Snoke? Were you were you were you upset? Were you that when you saw him, he was wearing a golden Hugh Hefner cloak? Um, 
and he might have seemed a little less intimidating in person than he did in the hologram at the beginning of Force Snoke, Awakens. Snoke, to me, I, I still feel like he's intimidating, especially with Andy Serkis' performance. Oh, gosh, I love Andy Serkis. Um, he really seems, you know, he really does seem intimidating, and people might laugh at the whole line about, I cannot be beaten, and he is beaten, but I wonder... I have another theory about Snoke, and my theory is that he is like. How do I, how do I put this? Like a, a puppet? An outward manifestation of Palpatine since Palpatine's coming back. I, I've just wondered that if he's like. What if... Another piece of. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just. It's something like that. So, what if. Okay, if and if, and if that's true, I'd be less angry, because in this movie we get no more backstory on Snoke. Mm-hmm. We're not left with. I, I think he's killed too soon to be the supreme leader of the thing that rose to destroy the New Republic from the original trilogy, um, so secretively and so brilliantly and so savagely rose to become the first order and this is this supreme leader Snoke who terrified us with a hologram and then he's all talk all talk and boom doesn't see that coming such a strong Sith that he doesn't see what's coming I just and maybe he was shrouded in his arrogance maybe he was but well at the same time I think that Kylo and Rey are just a power far beyond what what he was okay yes Um, that they could mask What's about to happen? I don't really have an issue with the Snoke thing. I think, and Tyler may not remember or admit to this, but in the theater when we saw it, there was a huge reaction, a huge positive reaction. We went opening night. Yes. We had to sit in the front row of the theater because it was packed. Which sold out. sucks. Sitting yeah, in the that front did, row. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> but... When that happened, this place went nuts, man. I, I, you know, it was a surprise. Surprises are good, you know? And I do want to know more about Snoke. I want to know who he is and where he came from and, and, and all that stuff. And we may find out in the next one. You know what my hopes were? That it was Pelagus. Darth Pelagus the Wise. That was what my hopes were. Didn't he was... hear the tragedy of oh, Darth Pelagus the Wise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I liked that theory. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it now. I, I This has been one of those things that I've said. I've, I've made this agreement with Tyler that if, after Rise of Skywalker, if certain questions aren't answered, I'm going to give this trilogy the thumbs down. Okay. I want to know more about Snoke. I, 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 I kind of think that's on the list. I need to know more. I need to know what he's, he's doing. he's simply a pawn. And that could be. You know, and if it's if that's the answer, I'll take it. Great. I have another. I have another question for both of you. What did we know about the Emperor after Return of the Jedi? Nothing. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> we don't imagine we don't get the prequels. We never learn how he comes to power, and and he's just the big baddie with the big force powers and. That's all you ever really yeah, know about Yeah, and Emperor. you know, I think there is this thing in, in in Star Wars fans that we do want all of our questions to be answered right away, and we're, we're very impatient about it, especially after yes. Force Awakens. People had so many questions, and they expected answers and didn't get them, and that's part I'll of the I'll give you one better, and it's not just a Star Wars thing. 
it's a modern fan thing. That's true. Yes. Back in the day when those three came, if we were alive during the 70s and the 80s when those three came out, we would have felt more satisfied. Mm -hmm. With social media and behind the scenes and Twitter and Facebook and everything is given to us on a silver plate. Um, I'll even say I'm guilty with it. I'm guilty with, you know. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) I'm very guilty with wanting to know everything. And I think a lot of the reasons I dislike this this segment of the Skywalker saga is because in that movie they didn't get... Now, they may answer every question I have. Mm-hmm. And I will rag on The Last Jedi a far lot less than I did. Yeah. Then problems will become like the creature who gives the big milk. The blue milk and the weird look. <laughs> Little nitpicky things. Nitpicky things. More of like a why as opposed to a what the heck are they? You yeah. know. So if Skywalker comes out and I get... 90% of my questions asked or answered, then absolutely. I will be like, you know what? I'm sorry for ragging on it so hard. I will not do it as much mm-hmm. because they answered my questions. But I will also concede to the fact that we've been spoiled as a nerd base. That's true. By giving it's very true. other things give us all our information, mm-hmm. whether it's <clears throat> Lord of the Rings or you know the new Spider-Man movies or the MCU. Like They at least answer most of our questions in every movie. They'll ask you. will get the question at the beginning of the movie, and by the end of the movie, it's answered, and you're you're happy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would I would say that we've somewhat been spoiled. That's a fair point. Um, mm-hmm. Me definitely. <laughs> and really, I have to I have to go back to this, but really, Josh, you 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 if if all of your questions aren't answered, or at least most of them, you really will give this trilogy a thumbs down. I think overall, yes. I mean, I, I can enjoy watching them because I love Star Wars. And, you know, this this sequence here after uh, Kylo kills Snoke and they fight the guards and everything, I love that. That's one of my favorite moments. That's a really cool battle sequence. And Tyler and I were sort of debating earlier. He was like, you know, there's no lightsaber duels in this movie. And that's true. That's a fair point. But we get a really cool battle sequence there to make up for it. You know, I'll take that because that was cool. Especially when Ray throws the saber to him and he catches it and stabs the dude in the face. That was great. <laughs> that was, that was cool. really cool. You gotta so, give him that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so, so, something we didn't talk about yeah. that I want to ask Peyton about. You know, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke has that moment where he goes into the cave and he faces that, you know, that vision of Vader. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Ray has something that sort of parallels that when she yeah. goes into that pit and she... See, oh yes. Um, she sees her mirror and she the, snaps. The infinite, the infinite snap line of rays and the little snap in the fingers and the mirror and all yep. that stuff. I hated that scene. <laughs> it was I was just like, do, do you want to know something? I want to know something. Think about it like this: What does she ask? I want to see my family. What does she see? She saw herself. Thousands of herself. She's a clone. Yep. What if he's right? I mean, what if this is it? It would make. I'm going to say. Did you write on this? <laughs> did you work on this? <laughs> it's, there's just little things. You and, heard it here, little... folks. On thirty and nerdy. You know, it could be that they're playing us this whole time. They're making everybody so mad, and everybody's dissing the Last Jedi, and really. When when we get the last movie and everybody finds out, it was genius the whole time. Like all these little clues and, and everything here's the other makes sense. Question. 
what if the Praetorian Guards, who are the Red Guards, right. and the yeah. Sith Troopers are all clones of Rey? And they take off their helmet and it's Rey under there? Oh, oh my gosh. Then I'm going to need a whole other trilogy on why. <laughs> Dude, I will pee How? my pants if that happens. Legit. like Instead of eating your head, you'll pee your I'll pants. do both. I'll do both. What if, what if the dark side ray that we see in the second trailer for Rise of Skywalker is like no. Palpatine's clone apprentice? What if, Rey, what if they're the twin sisters from the books? Instead of like oh, a brother-sister twin, yeah. it's two sister twins. And you've that's, got Ben that, and two sisters. That's possible. I just kind of thought that was a vision or uh, something. I don't know. I hadn't thought about they it. They pull like, that like a pretty little liars on us. Well, I have said that Ray being a clone is a cop out. But if it happens the if way you're done saying it, right, that's, that's pretty it's good. It's not. If it's it's kind it's that's not right. as as bad a cop out as like Rick waking up from the dream. But at the same time, Maz asked Han, "Who's the girl?" And it cut away. Why have that line at all? He clearly knew something. He knows something. He knew something. What if everyone knows something? It's just the fans and Ray don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And they end it without us knowing. Holy moly. Okay, so we've talked about that. I, I I will go ahead and give you one of my qualms talking about the last little bit of this. Why not just shout at Poe, We have a plan! Instead of letting him look like an idiot. Well, I think it's a punishment because of what, how many people he lost. Just and he's just, also been demoted, and he doesn't have clearance. Because they feel like they can't trust him because he's going to take matters into his own hands. And Even they if made, they tell they him made the, the comment, "I like him." Yeah. But there's a line, you know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I found that I've I've liked Poe a lot more watching him this time than I did. The previous agreed. Times. I was sort of indifferent to Poe, yeah. and, and now I feel like I really like Poe. When I first watched these, the first time I saw Force Awakens, and that night we saw uh, Last Jedi and opening night, I was just like, "They're trying to another Han Solo." Yeah, that's all I thought was a new formula for the new trio. Right. You know what I think? I think Poe is the Leia. Huh. I can see that too. Huh. He's the face of the rebellion. He's uh, pretty. He's smart. He can be a battle tactician. But Leia's sort of molding him into a good leader. Wow. Never thought about that. I'm so glad you're here, Peyton. You I know. Just make everything so much better. <laughs> I'm uh, glad to be here. Good. Shall we? Shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. Ordered to kill Ray, Kylo instead kills Snoke and defeats his guards alongside Ray. Ray hopes that this means Kylo has abandoned the dark side, but instead he asks her to rule the galaxy with him. Refusing, she and Kylo battle using the Force to obtain the Skywalker lightsaber, bisecting the weapon. Holdo sacrifices herself by ramming into Snoke's supreme er, flagship at light speed. Uh, can, we, can we pause this? That, yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. That was a cool moment. That was... <laughs> I loved that moment. That was cool. And plus, I like Laura Dern. And the fact that there was that deafening silence. Like, yes. right to yeah. boom! Silence. Because there was silence in the daggum theater, too. Such a it was just, cool effect. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. I loved that. Meanwhile, Ray escapes with 
while Kylo declares himself new supreme leader. BB-8 frees Finn and Rose. They defeat Phasma and join the survivors on crate. When the First Order arrives, Poe, Finn, and Rose attack with old speeders. Rey and Chewbacca draw TIE fighters away from the fa- with the Falcon, while Rose prevents Finn from sacrificing himself to destroy the enemy siege cannon, which subs- subsequently penetrates the Resistance Fortress. Okay, so, we've talked about the death of Snoke. And now let's discuss what this means cutting the lightsaber in two. Like, they're so powerful with the Force, but it destroys the legendary Skywalker saber. She's still got it, though. She does have it. What now? The one that's through all the series. All three stories. Yeah. Really. And But she does have it, so maybe she kind of maybe she fixes it constructs it into our own our own little thing um so there's a moment that I also have a question Kylo is laying there kind of subdued after Rey escapes Hux is standing over him he looks at Snoke and he sees Kylo laying there kind of unconscious or moving around a little bit he lifts his jacket mm-hmm. and reaches for something that's not a blaster. There is something... He his blaster. That looked a lot like a lightsaber. I couldn't see anything, but I did see the, the movement. It looked like a hilt of a lightsaber. It's his blaster because in another scene you can see it on his hip. Okay. Because I was like, holy crap, what if Hux is a Sith this mm-hmm. entire dadgum time? Yeah. Um, which would have given more to his character. I noticed that too, though. Um... And and but also just that that movement, just like he's he'd kill him. Yeah, they have a constant power struggle. Like, yeah, who's really in charge? Yeah, it's the same thing with the Empire. You know, it was a bunch of backstabbing and trying to get ahead, and that's mm-hmm. what makes the Empire and the First Order not exactly you know the best forms of government. No, absolutely. Um, and oh, I mean, and plus there's that whole you know rule of two from the Sith. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it just kind of it was a moment where I was like, okay, why, what's he grabbing, first of all, and why is he doing it? Is he really just like, I'll just kill this kid and start all over? <laughs> we've said we were going to save the qualms for later, but we've covered a lot of them already. So why don't we talk about this one, too? You say you took issue with the fact that Finn did not get to sacrifice himself. I would have. I think that it would have made an amazing character arc if Finn got to sacrifice himself. In that moment. Would have made up for him being such a coward most of the time, you know. That's true. It does. It actually does, though. I mean, he was going to do it, though. That was the most. That was probably the strongest we've seen Finn the entire two movies so far. Was it's going to destroy the door. I can destroy it by flying into it. I know this weapon they're using, and I know what will destroy it. Because he was with the First Order. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how many times he has to keep saying, You don't know them. Like, I was with them. Mm-hmm. Will somebody just listen to me? Right. <laughs> I know. I know what they're gonna do. I know what can, what's good and what's bad about them. Like, I mean, you know, they listened to him in Force Awakens, and he helped them be in the right place to destroy the Dadgum base. I think though it would have been very anticlimactic if Finn had bit the dust there. And Rose says that line. This is how we're gonna win by not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. the re- The resistance is at its weakest moment right now. There's hardly any of them left. They have nothing except hope. Mm. And I think that 
that makes that hope even stronger. Like we're going to stick together. We're going to fight this together. We're going to save what we love. So while, yeah, I agree. It would have been a pretty cool ending for Finn. I think it's more important that he survives and that they stick together. You can also say, you know, too many lives have been lost this day. We need yeah. to keep the ones we still have. That's true. Uh, okay. Um, I just, or even if not him, what I mean, what if, you know, what if due to him having that knowledge and needing to learn that le- that lesson, oh, Rose died also, saving him? Also, we have him. to show that Poe said, hey, it's time to pull back. And he knew... He knew when he to pull back. He knew that it was useless. Yeah, he learned a lesson there. He did it yes. like, okay, now I it's time to pull that. back. Good point. That was a good point. Good point. We see them yet again um, in, in dire need of mm-hmm. help, in trouble. And uh, they've got this, this cannon thing. And what is it Finn says it is? It's old Death Star tech. Yeah. Uh, which yes. is, I guess, kind of like what their gun was. A mini Death Star. A mini Death Star gun. Um. One thing about uh, about that, uh, and I I had this written down as a qualm, uh, and actually a couple of qualms, I'm going to say a couple qualms that were sent to me from our dear friend David at Johnny Has the Keys. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm not going to read all of his. I'll email them to you, and you can <laughs> you can take it up with him. But how is it melting the door from that distance? Finn's in its path. And it's not doing anything to the rust bucket. Speed. It did though. It, Was it tearing it, it apart? Yes. Or is it just sort of heating it up? I think the idea is that it's slowly melting a hole through. Is it the a door. slow cooker? Yeah. But then there's that big punch too. Yeah. No, it definitely. Uh, David needs to go back and look at this moment because yes, Finn's little ship is absolutely falling apart he's under the beam so this is just the the heat radiating off of the off of the beam okay no 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 no. i disagree sir okay uh no that was definitely shown there okay and also go ahead um it at the same time you know who says that it does the same thing to organics good question good 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 remark good remark um this I those little clunky speeders or whatever you want to call them, uh, they weren't very exciting, uh, granted. But I love the visual of the salt and the red yeah. stuff flying out behind them. That was really cool. Ooh, also, fun fact for you guys: in um, Rogue One, when they're looking for the Stardust um, data tape right. for the yes. Death Star. Uh, Jen says hyperspace tracking systems, mm-hmm. which gives us that from The Last Jedi. Right. She also says miniaturized technology, which is the miniaturized Death Star tech. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are mentioned that go into the new stuff like that. The details. They the details. Yeah, I mean, they did do well. I th- that's one thing I really loved about Rogue One is it gave you a perfect between a three and four, but... Also giving you visions of the sequels. Yeah. What follows after 4, 5, and 6. Um, they do a really good job. And even in Mandalorian, like, there's a couple of little references to Last Jedi and the Mandalorian. Like, this most recent one, uh, Bill Burr's character says something about Canto Bite and everything. They do a really good job of yeah. connecting everything together. Even just little references like that. So, I appreciated that. Absolutely. Why don't we get to the very end of this? All right. 
the story now. Luke appears and confronts the First Order to allow the surviving resistance to escape. Kylo orders the First Order's forces to fire on Luke, but they fail to harm him. He then engages Luke in a lightsaber duel. Uh, not really. <laughs> no. Uh, upon striking Luke, Kylo realizes that his enemy is not physically present, but merely appearing through a projection of the Force. Rey helps the remaining resistance escape on the Falcon. Luke, exhausted, dies peacefully on Octo, becoming one with the Force. Rey and Leia sense his death, and Leia tells her that the Resistance can rise again. At Canto Bight, the stable hands recount the story of Luke Skywalker. Afterward, one of them moves a broom with the Force and gazes into space. Credits roll. Yeah. So, yeah. probably one of the biggest, most controversial... Controver I'm having a hard time saying this word tonight. That's okay. Controversial moments of this movie is Luke's fate here. Yeah. Peyton. Well, the only time that we know a Force projection is from this little, like, um... Little, you know, like, middle grade reader's book, which is about... It's like the Jedi Path. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um... And it talks about certain things that Force users can do. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, we've never seen that in the past. And I'm like, well, yeah, but in Empire Strikes Back, we had never seen somebody, you know, um, pull a lightsaber to themselves. And so that, I don't think, has any place as being like a, well, that's not been there before. Um yeah, but I think anytime you say, oh, we haven't seen it before, I feel like that's a bad argument because this is a new movie. We're adding to the story. Why can't yeah. we add new little aspects like that? And when Luke dies, who says that that isn't what happens when you use that ability? Or remember, at the same time, Luke hasn't used that ability in, well, hasn't used the Force in many Many years. Yeah, you remember, Ray says he cut off his connection, right. and the only thing we see him do is pull that weather vane to defend himself. Um, and actually, when Kylo first sees Ray, uh, the little when they're connected, he says, "There's no way you're projecting yourself because the effort would kill you." Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah, I did not notice that. Yeah. And, and he also and he also says, "I can't see where you are. Can you see me?" Mm -hmm. But uh, how is that possible? If there's no, is it her keeping her from seeing him, or where he, where they are? Is it the island? Or is it Snoke? I think it's Snoke. I think he just lets them. If it's really him behind it, I think that he's just letting them see what he wants. Them I to heard see. a theory that um, Luke was never cut off completely. He was hiding it and manipulating certain moments on the island that he was training her the entire time, subtly. I was like, I would have liked that more than the cynicism at the beginning, but, um, but I don't know. I think that's maybe kind of like the Deathstroke theory we talked about. Like, it's too much of a theory for the avid. It's pretty far. That's a far-fetched theory for a common viewer. Yeah, too complicated um, for for a yeah. common viewer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, I didn't hate the projection. I thought that was a really it was cool epic. Moment. I'm sorry. The, the, it's very cool. The dust off of his shoulder. Yeah, brush. Watched it. Mm -hmm. The brushing I... his shoulder off. Loved that. Um, but I also knew it wasn't him. You could tell. Pretty soon. He looked haircut. different. He had the lightsaber. Yeah. He didn't leave a track in the salt yeah. like Kylo did. Um, very intentional. But it also here's, showed here's something his. something really cool, though. When I first watched it, I had no idea. I was so ingrained in 
seeing possibly Luke Skywalker, well, maybe Luke Skywalker's final moments. And I was just, I had no idea. I didn't even see those signs. And when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah. it's obvious it's not him. Yeah, it took a second time for me because I was like, well, his hair's cut. Uh, he's in black now, not what he was wearing. I don't think they had a barber. Maybe one of the frog people cut his hair. I don't know. Um, and he had his lightsaber, which we knew was destroyed. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing that I was like, wait, that's not his lightsaber anymore, and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Why wasn't it green? Yeah. I hate that we didn't get to see the green saber. But so I, I think that the Luke thing was fine. A lot of people complained about it. Our dear friend Logan, he thinks that it's garbage, and I think that that's ridiculous. And there's this article floating around on, on Facebook right now about how the story of Luke follows the story of King Arthur. You know, uh, Luke's story is based on Arthurian legend and the hero's journey. And when Arthur gets older, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes that he's had to live with, and his, uh, his illegitimate son, Mordred, you know, comes to face him and in a way Kylo sort of represents Mordred and they have a fight to the death and whatever. And all of that stuff matches up and fits that perfectly. And either way, Luke has, you know, he had, he made those mistakes and now he's, he's coming back to say, okay, I'm going to take care of business. He saves the remaining uh, members of the resistance and he had, he really punked Kylo out, you know, I thought it was great. I really love that line. He says, no, everything you said was wrong. The resistance is reborn today, um, and I, and I will not be the last, last Jedi. Jedi. Oh, he said it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Take a shot. <laughs> see you around, kid. Uh, see you around. Which and means yeah. we'll see him. And I love the fact that our one of our first moments seeing Luke in Star Wars was him staring off at the sunset. two suns, and there he is, his last moment, staring at those suns. Yep. And I thought it was just a beautiful visual the sun setting and he fades away and the cloak kind of flies off. Beautiful. In I love the, it. Um, in the book version, he says, so I see it begins where it ends with twin sons. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In the book version of this movie? Yes. The novelization. Oh, of the okay, movie. the novelization. Um, like I said, I didn't have issue with that. Um, it also kind of showed his power since he was able to kiss his sister on the forehead but be a... a ethereal version of himself mm-hmm. I mean, he's not even a ghost he's literally i guess well, what do we call it it's a projection he's a projection but not a ghost so he physically it's such a powerful projection that he could shuffle and you'd hear him he could kiss his sister on the head hand her the dice hand her the dice which he was, could ignite a fake lightsaber which was also a projection yeah. we find out yeah. mm-hmm. i did have i did have why did it not go away until Kylo picked it up? I think it was probably to show, to make him feel something, maybe? Yeah. If like, you strike me down in anger, I'll always be with you, just like your father. Yeah. Yep. But we won't see Harrison as a Force ghost, because he's not Force-sensitive. Right. Um, Who says we don't see him in another way, though? Flashback? Maybe. Yeah. Could be. One of my most ultimate problems so far with this trilogy, Peyton, has been not one scene with the three originals together. And I know it's not over yet. I know. We could get a flashback of when Ben turns. Well, Whatever. here's the other thing. Who's, who says that it won't be like... How do I put this? How... 
what's to say, like, you know in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, when when Harry Potter, you know, dies and he sees Dumbledore at King's Cross? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dumbledore is gone and he's dead and that's sort of representing the threshold between life and death right who's to say that we don't get that kind of scene with all three of our heroes and ray and maybe even kylo and i think also yeah it would have been really cool but we don't always get what we want which leads me back to this point that i'm making where people are so upset because it wasn't what i wanted it wasn't what i expected well Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens you know but that doesn't mean that it's wrong that doesn't mean that it's bad and like, it's okay if people don't like it, but for people to say, this whole movie is trash, this whole movie's garbage, and they ruined Star Wars, I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And that's when I do get I kind of fired up, and I do get defensive of the movie, because it's not that bad. It, I mean, come on. And especially when we haven't seen the full picture yet. We don't know a whole third of the story yet. Always in motion, the future is. Absolutely. And hey, did you notice, maybe this was just me. But when at the very end, when they're on the Millennium Falcon, there's like somebody's opening a drawer. Were those not the, the sacred Jedi texts there? Yeah, she took them. They were. She took them. And I think that's Yoda part says, of the reason that Yoda destroyed the temple. Was well, so Yoda says he when he destroys that temple, um, there is nothing in that temple that the, Je- <laughs> that the girl Ray does not already possess. Yep. He's basically saying she took them, dude. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which. I, w- I mean, you know, since we saw Yoda that way in Last Jedi, do you feel that there are other Force spirits that we may see before the end? Oh, I think I think that they have to. I mean, it's it's something that just has to be done. Like, I'd love to see a Ewan McGregor aged. I think we will. Force ghost. That would be cool. Yeah, and then we've heard the rumors that uh, my boy Hayden Christensen's going to come out. <laughs> Your boy. You know, maybe in the past, uh, you know, 15, 16 years, he's taken some acting lessons and he'll be a little bit better. <laughs> so, hey, before we move on to, to the little game that I have for you, let's talk about, you know, Rise of Skywalker is going to be out within a few days. This time next week, we will all have seen it. Uh, hopefully questions are answered and hopefully we're all satisfied and hopefully it's an epic ending to this huge saga, what are you most excited about? Wow. Oh, gosh. What am I most excited about? Yeah. I think seeing the, the finale. I mean, like, this has been my life for 22 years. I, I've always loved Star Wars. And, you know, I never felt like the six movies were complete. You know, I always felt like there was something missing. And... I don't, I, I'm going to be controversial here, but I don't think that they could do anything that would make me hate it. I agree, I think. Now, even though I've said, you know, there are things that I need for me to say, I'm good. There's, there's a difference between a thumbs down yeah, exactly. and hate. Exactly. I will never hate anything Star Wars. I'm going to say, with Force Awakens, I was I enjoyed it, and I was like, wow, this is great. But then I thought... What if that's it? You know, what if this next movie is just going to be a retread of Empire Strikes Back? And that's what I was afraid of. And when I saw Last Jedi, I said, you know, I think we're good. I think we can have a full story because I didn't want an Empire Strikes Back. 
I wanted something new, and that's what I got. And a lot of people were like, oh, I wanted, you know, something other than the new. And I was like, I really just wanted something new. Gotcha. Well, I made yeah. that comment about maybe, and, and I still feel this way, maybe why I have qualms with Last Jedi is obviously because Force Awakens is a mirror image almost of A New Hope. Not follows, completely, but I get it. Follows, follows the, formula. The, the formula of A New Hope. Had right. it not, and just been totally new and not had that formula, it would have been a new thing going into a new thing. Like a yeah, new start into a new at direction. At the same time, Force Awakens is sort of like an apology for the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. For some reason, this is the thing that's like top of the list for me. I'm stoked about Billy D. Williams. Lando oh coming back. Lando is I'm back. so excited about Lando. I can't wait well, to see Well, he needs to does. die too then. Oh, I hope I mean, not. imagine if now all three are dead, Ooh. if Lando died too. Oh, I don't want that you to know happen. what? You know what I'm really excited for? What's up? The return of Papa Palps. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Me too. And just Every to explain time I it. I watch the trailers and hear his voice, I just go, <sighs> Have yeah. you seen the new one where he's uh, mimicking other people's voices? Like, I've been the voice yes. in your head. He does Snoke, Vader, um, and himself. And himself. And he's like, The entire time. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I've, I've listened to it like a bunch of times, and it, the line is, um, I have been every voice, and then Snoke, you have ever heard, and then Vader, inside your head. Wow. No, it's I haven't seen amazing. That. It's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, any last uh, issues that you'd like to discuss, Tyler? Um, yeah. You've been, you've been pretty mild I about I told you this. I'm trying to, yeah. you know. Uh, Logan's going to be so offended that you haven't been more I don't, savage. I don't want this show to be a savage be you know, down nerd it. rage of yeah. stuff. I mean, there are still parts that I enjoyed of it. Do you feel a little better about some parts of it now that we've talked through it? Maybe. Um, maybe not, and maybe just the finally grasping the mentality of, you know what, I do have a lot of issues, but let's not, let's not attack until those issues don't get answered. Thank let's you. wait, kind of like... That's all I've kind asked of, for. Kind of like, you know, for how long did you keep telling me Affleck will be okay, Affleck will be okay, Affleck will be okay? And a I was like, time. he's not Batman, he's not Batman, you know. <laughs> he was fine. He was great. I liked Sometimes it. the doctor knows best. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yes, think that... Can we all agree that maybe the next Batman won't be so okay? Oh, boy. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be. <laughs> so I'm going to okay. give him a fair chance, but I can't say that I'm really... Uh, <laughs> he's not defending him as much as he did Affleck yeah. I can tell you that yeah. we'll see we'll see so I, I guess you know I think that Hux was just a joke factory kind of yeah. um, he wasn't really he didn't come across as sinister as, and, and uh, he was thrown around and squealed a lot yeah Ugh! yeah um, <laughs> I just cause Early in the Force Awakens, you're like, man, we loved Hux in Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. it's like he was like a was it, little Hitler. Yeah, you know, he just the way he spoke. I still think he is that, but it, they made him more, he, you know, laughable. Uh, I guess. Yeah, he had to take a back seat to Kylo Ren. I guess. Yeah, I right. guess too. Poor, and, uh, poor General Hugs. I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I did. I just or his mother. I did not like that opening. And scene. his mother. <laughs> and his mother. I did not like that scene. Yeah. Like I said, it was like Marvel Disney humor in Star Wars. Um, I I guess I still I see your explanation of Luke the failure, and this is not his trilogy. But I guess reading some of those old comics and those old books at what Luke became, you know, almost deity like. Just seeing him physically in a different format than what I wanted Luke to be at this point in time. Um, it was something different than what I wanted to. It, I can't. I can't say that I'm. I hate it, but I. But I just. I still. I will still carry no matter what. Kind of let down that that was the Luke Skywalker that died. Yeah, but I think that those final moments. You know, yeah, he, he was himself. he was different when we, you know, yeah. when we first see him in uh, uh, Last Jedi, and he's reluctant but, to but help Ray. Also, Rey. remember, he he sort of represents, you know, humanity. As a little boy, he's like, I can do anything, and then as an adult, he's like, it's all useless. <laughs> he became Squidward. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, just some of those comics, like he does things like manipulating black holes. And, you know, when he's training these people, like, he's almost godlike. I mean, he becomes stronger God-like. than Yoda. And I just thought it was just a turn. It was a turn. It was different, but that doesn't make it wrong. I know. I know. Um, I would have probably liked more island time and less slow car chase of the fleet. Um, okay. Um, I still kind of selfishly hate that Han died and there's not as big an impact in this one it's just kind of like where's yeah. Han now that that is something I have um, a little qualm about there's a deleted scene where they tell Luke and they they cut it out and there was also supposed to be a scene where they had a funeral for Han and they cut that out oh I'd have felt better. Uh, <laughs> I'd have felt better. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems a little yeah. wrong to not have that. Yeah. Even if they jettisoned, you know, like, jettisoned a coffin in memory of him. I know he fell, but... Yeah. Like, in, yeah. Um, also, I guess, you know, Snoke, Kylo, Hux, Phasma, they're all supposed to be this new order of villain, and... You know, like, in the first movie, Darth Vader has 12 minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. In a new hope, and he made an impression in that twelve minutes that makes him one of the greatest villains of all time and terrifying. And like we talked about, is it the song? Is it the, the breathing? The red lightsaber? Uh, actually, the song isn't until Empire Strikes Back. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, in twelve minutes, he did what these these villains have not done in two movies for me. But also think. That was 1977. That was the first time we've seen Star Wars. Now everyone has this yeah. expectation that it's, it's, it's not going to be met again. Listen, people. Okay, boomers. You are never going to get the same type of Star Wars that you got in 1977 and, and all the originals, okay? I, those are my Star Wars, too. We talked about that last week. Those are mine, too, okay? I, I love those. They yeah, are got, so, so close to my heart. Crappy prequels. And I, yeah, okay, but it's never going to be like that again. It's a totally different time. Movies are made differently. The feel is going to be different. That 
and that's all there is to it. it if you go in expecting this is going to be like 1977 Star Wars, you're wrong. You might as well get up and walk out right before it even starts. Okay, and to the people who are who already hate Rise of Skywalker before they've even seen it, what are you thinking? Like, why don't you just let the rest of us enjoy it and you can just not go see it? If you're if you're that jaded about Star Wars at this point, and I'm sorry, Disney didn't ruin Star Wars. You ruined Star Wars for yourself because of uh, your truth bombs. You know, and that's that's <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Uh, I really want to move on to this game, Peyton. Okay. All right. So, as we know, there's a very, very, very famous line in every Star Wars movie, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is it? Um, I have a very bad feeling about. Hey, you this? got it, buddy. That's it. So the game here is, can you start, we're going to start at Star Wars, we're going to go in the order of release, oh, can, you, can you name who said it and why they said it? And some of them have two, so if you get one, at least one of the two, you'll get credit for it, but if you get okay. both, that's extra credit. Okay. Alright, so let's start. Star Wars. A New Hope. Oh, who says it? Yeah, who says it, and why do they say it? Luke Skywalker says it when they're being pulled into the tractor beam by the Death Star. Ding, ding. That's it. All right. Uh, do you know the second woo-hoo! one? The second one in that movie? Uh-huh. I think it's Han Solo when the trash compactor starts. You got it. Yay! All right. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Princess Leia in the Exogorth when... The Minarchs start flying around. You got it. Return of the Jedi. Ooh, okay. I literally watched this last night, and I even said to my dad, hey, there it is, and hey, there it is again. There's two. Um, hang on, give me one second. No cheating. I'm not cheating. He's playing. <laughs> what he's doing is he's playing it backwards in his head. I am. <laughs> I'm trying to go scene by scene here. Let's see. Please. I want to can you give me a little hint um one of them is like opening scene of the movie oh oh um C-3PO uh when they're heading to Jabba's palace you got it you know the second one the second I one is like it's on indoor indoor is it is it when Han goes up to the scout troopers? Oh, no. But it is Han. So then is it Han when they get captured? By? The stormtrooper. Oh, mm. the Ewoks. The Ewoks. You got it. All right. Let's do Phantom Menace. Goodness. Okay, this one. The prequels, you know, I don't watch on a Understandable. Uh, daily basis. Understandable. <laughs> So, I'm gonna need a hint. First, no, first line the of the first, movie. It's the first line that Obi-Wan says on, yeah, the ship. He says, I have a very bad feeling about this. You got monster. it. Negotiations. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. It's, no, wait, hold on, hold on. It's, ooh, this one I do need a hint for. Um... Geonosis. This one I don't watch a lot. Geonosis. I know it's on Geonosis. Geonosis. Oh, oh, it's uh, when they're all on the hooks, or not the hooks, the chains, and the attack is about to happen. Who says it? 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. Oh, no. 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 Is it Anakin? It's... It is Anakin. Yeah, that's right. All right, Revenge of the Sith. We're coming to save you, Master. You're doing a fine job. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you have to admit the prequels have a few lines that are just actually really funny. Sure. Okay, <laughs> so, Revenge of the Sith. I feel... Can you give me a little hint? Um, in space. Is it when Obi-Wan's ship gets its wings cut off and Obi-Wan says it? Yep. Huh? Hooray! Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. It would really have helped if I had... I, I haven't watched Force Awakens and Last Jedi yet in my marathon. I'm a little behind, so hold on. Let me think. Force Awakens. I think... Can you give me a hint? Um, it is not a new character who says it. Okay, then Han says it on the Irvana. And he says, I got a bad feeling about this. Just like that. <laughs> All right, and the the really tough one, The Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. This one is very interesting because we don't truly know if it's said. We think it's said when Chewbacca is about to jettison Rey. To um, the supremacy. Mm, that is not that is not what my research tells me. Oh, then is it when BB-8 at the beginning? You got it, buddy. Very good. So Hooray! you got most of them. A little uh, had to have a little help here and there, but you did very well, and I know you would. So I got all of the original trilogy. Congratulations, you win my. You win bragging rights. And now, my challenge for Tyler. I don't think it's going to be as, as difficult as I thought. Tell me some things you like about The Last Jedi. Some things I like? Yeah. That I like. Um, I liked the brush off the shoulder from Luke when they... <laughs> you are correct. Yes. <laughs> um, I liked the Yoda scene. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, Holdo uh, sacrificing the herself. The Holdo maneuver. Yes. The Holdo maneuver of uh, yeah, light space into the ship. Um, light speed. Light speed. Sorry. I liked the fight in the throne room. Right, Good right. fight. Um, I do agree that uh, it kind of sucks not having a duel, an actual duel, uh, because every Star Wars has had a duel. Uh, yeah, I can't fault you for that. Um, but that scene. But it was a great work. fight scene. Absolutely. Um, wish the chore- choreography to it was a little more extensive, a little longer of a fight scene, maybe. Uh, but we did see okay. some pretty good moments, like the throwing the saber and yeah. boom through the eye. And, <clears throat> Um, got to see some cool new weapons from those guards, like the mm-hmm. nunchuck mm-hmm. type things. Yeah. Um, that light whip is so cool. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's cool. Um, even though there was one moment, even though she died, you know, was underutilized, and Phasma dies, there's a crack in her helmet, and you see her humanity. 
Mm. Like some her, fear, a little, you yeah, know, a little fear. Either. She's just looking just through that, <laughs> just through you that. You're always scum. Yeah, and you just see that one human eye, almost mm-hmm. like you're not. You're a human. You're mm-hmm. not even a clone. Yeah. You know, we don't even use clones anymore. You know, I'm trying to say more than what I disliked, but I don't know if I can. Well, that's good. I mean, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, we can we can call it quits there if you want to. If you're hooray! if you're struggling. Now I I do think that even though the holdo maneuver was great, um, David kind of challenged me with a what would be what would have made even bigger. Uh, almost farewell fan services if Akbar, if Admiral Akbar was the person That's to go. That's true. And I have to admit, I'm going I with do the hate that Akbar was underutilized. And Ryan Johnson even himself says, if he could go over and do it again, he would have had Akbar a little more. I 100% agree with that. Um, have, had he been like, everyone get off. Yeah. I'm going with my ship. Yeah. There's know. a there's a meme of um, you know the Avenge the Fallen posters. Yeah. <laughs> There's a meme with Admiral Ackbar and it says Avenge the Fallen. Yeah. I can totally get on board with that one. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you and have you on. And you know, uh, it was a pleasure being here. Our episode uh, from before when we sat down with you is still our most popular episode. Absolutely, it is. You are a a hit, my friend. Well, that's great. I am so thankful. And I'm sure that we'll have you on again. And until then, I just have to say May the Force be with you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, guys. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Peyton. We'll catch you later. All right. Bye, guys. B- bye, buddy. Well, that was just a blast. I always love talking to Peyton. Yeah. But he also, at the same time, makes me feel less of a nerd. Because I'm older too. than him. I should know as much knowledge. Well, I think overall we're bigger nerds than him. But when it comes to Star Wars, there ain't nobody that can no. match Peyton. He I is would the... like Peyton and our friend Padawan Jay at Ocho Duro to have a conversation. We need to try to make that happen sometime. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be... We'd all just be in the... Yeah. It'd yeah, be yeah. like the Duel of Fates. <laughs> so, um, we had some, some questions, some thoughts, and uh, some opinions from different fans and stuff like that. And I'm going to lead off with a very abrupt one. Okay. At Three Fat Nerds, some friends of ours from the Pod Nation, says, it stinks. (laughs) That's just all they said about Last Jedi was, it stinks. Uh, To each his own. Um, Tenacious Tara O. herself asks, are you all nervous about the ending coming? No. What are your thoughts about Ray? We've covered that in the I like discussion with Peyton. Her. I love Ray. Like. I like her. Uh-huh. Um, I just feel like she was overpowered too soon. Um, with lightsaber skills, she's also a, a, a killer. She's a killer scavenger. She's climbing stuff. She's jumping. She's She just didn't have a lot to learn. And what did she really learn on that well, island? Luke even said, you know, I've never had, seen any raw I've never, never seen, seen anything like power. this except for in Kylo Ren, which also is a hint. And they There's are equals. Hint. There's a hint so. there as well. So, uh, we're very excited, Tara. Um, nervous about I guess 
what's next? I mean, this, like we've said a thousand times, you know, play a shot game out of it, but this has spanned a half a century. I'm I'm not nervous necessarily about how I'm going to feel about it because I'm sure that I'm I'm going to enjoy it. Because no you're a what, shill. Whatever. Um, but I think that it's unfortunate that there's such a large uh, percentage of fans who hate it before it's even out. And I know... You know that's that's a fact. It's the truth. People oh, yeah. are going to go into it ready to hate it, no matter what. It could be the greatest Star Wars movie that has ever been made. Ever, I doubt that's going to happen. But you never know. And people are still going to walk out. Oh well, it was one of the Disney sequels, so it's terrible. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sad. It is sad. It is sad. Um, Pop culture Bruce says. And they're not asking about who would drink what. <laughs> Luke would drink the spiked blue milk. <laughs> Obviously. Honestly, I hated it. It was totally all over the place. I liked the training of Ray scenes, but everyone in the Resistance seemed like brand new character types, even though it takes place literally a day after The Force Awakens. Rose was not a good character. We were robbed of a chance for her to sacrifice herself, saving Finn, from running away yet again. The Canto Bite scene was like having a hundred Jar Jars in the movie. They stole the plot of Slow Ship Chase from Battlestar Galactica, episode 33, which I've never seen an episode of. I can't comment on that. And why waste Captain Phasma again? Okay. The Captain Phasma thing I can get, but you, come on. A hundred Jar Jar Binks, that's ridiculous, dude. Come on. I don't know. That's uh, you know how I feel about the candy. That's pretty scene. harsh. It is pretty damn harsh. Um, next one, Carter Howard, friend from Tall yeah. Man Toys and Comics, says though the Last Jedi is a complex movie, it has set up for a climactic ending of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I believe much like Attack of the Clones and Empire Strikes Back, it will do for their what did for their trilogies. Rise of Skywalker will finish beautifully. Mm-hmm. We will look back and see its purpose, even if we don't agree with all the decisions the direction took. The, re- the director took. I think the biggest issue has been that the prequels we knew where it ended, and here we have the opportunity to truly be shocked, and must let JJ connect the complete saga. You know that's that's a really interesting point. That's true. We knew how the prequels would end. We knew Rise we were, of Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the Empire. Uh, now we have no idea what's going to happen. This yeah. is really... It's an uncomfortable place for us to is. be. It is. It is. It's kind of like what I told you about. We were spoiled. Yep. Even if we have issues with the prequels, we knew yep. where we were going. Very good point. Not knowing where you're going is a scary thought. Astute observation there, Carter. Yes. And uh, and I will be pre-ordering my Baby Yoda. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, and we will be pre-ordering Baby Yoda. <laughs> so... Uh, just uh, look for that. Um, Zach from Advertising Expressions asks, why is Leia's last name still Organa and not Skywalker? Uh, we covered this, I believe. There is political power behind, behind that Organa. name. Uh, you do not want the leader of your uh, government to be known as the daughter of Darth Vader. I agree with that. Okay. And, and like we've talked That's about like in the, the novels and the comics, even when... Even though he redeemed himself, she still hated him. And not everybody was there to see that redemption. Yeah. And he's, Only based off he, of what Luke saw. He's remembered for all the terrible things mm-hmm. that he did, not the last five minutes of his life. Um, and that would be sort of like 
being the daughter of Hitler and then trying to run for president, you know? So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, three hours later podcast says it's a great movie with really odd moments. But if you have the grasp of the magnitude of what is actually going on, it's undoubtedly a fantastic movie. Um, uh, I don't know about fantastic. Uh, Fantastic's pushing it for me even. But to say, oh, it's it's garbage and it's terrible and all that stuff, that's unfair. Come on. Uh, Ken M. from the Ocho Doro Parlay Hour podcast says, Okay, so Last Jedi. I did not hate it as much as other fans have, and took it for what it was, a different director on someone else's story. It delivered on some great Luke moments, but with some rewatches, there are definitely issues that you can find throughout. You can almost say that there is a reason J.J. came back to helm the last one. I would okay. agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, astute, astute observation. Yeah, way to steal my words there. Right? You're rubbing off on me. Um, So I I could, for the next what looks like 25 minutes of notes from Dear David Horton and Johnny Has the Keys. Um, Well, you know, he's an avid theater director. So you should see his punch list before he opens the show. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. So I'm just going to tell you a couple. Okay. And email you the rest. Okay. And you can take it up with him. I might do that. He did say John Williams' music was better in this one than it was Force Awakens. Okay. Um, and a lot of these, I mean, you know, you heard me say in the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it's about Kylo, Hux, um, Poe. He did say um, the bombers got all the way to the Dreadnought. Did the Dreadnought's gun stop working? And how do bombs fall with no gravity? There's special space bombs, man. Come on. <laughs> there were there were bombs in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Okay. He's one of these old school guys. He's seen Empire Strikes Back. TIE bombers were bombing the asteroid when they were trying to find the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Do you have an issue with that? Listen, I sound super negative. I have so much respect and admiration for you, David Horton. I, I do. But I think you're a little too harsh here. Okay. Um... This one I do kind of agree with, so I'm going to say it. Um, and again, this was uh, this one's pretty good. Kylo says no prisoners as they're marching towards the door. Right. However, a crashed Finn and Rose surviving crashing in front of the AT-ATs and Finn can carry Rose that far to the door without being killed by all those AT-ATs before the First Order getting to the door. They were distracted by Luke. Okay. Uh, Kylo said... If you paid attention to the movie there, David, he said, I want every every gun we have on that man. He did not care about Finn and Rose. He cared about Luke. Okay. Okay. Um, what now, huh? 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 <laughs> we need to get y'all together live in the same room. I don't know. <laughs> so, so many moments were spoiled by comedy. The opening battle scene, Luke making a low blow about Jakku. That I, I would no. I don't think it spoiled it. I don't know. I hated the. You know how I feel the your mama it. joke was a little out of place. And but why? I wouldn't a, have put in the line about him going. Okay, that is a you know, coming from the guy from Tatooine, and that maybe is, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there is there is just. But still, there is a. I mean, you remember the list you used to make for us in Wizard of Oz when you directed it? 
You know, you know when you directed Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you know all I the notes, there. all the notes you were. You know, like give us and you. Every director yeah. gives notes. Yeah, I know. That's how he has it. He took these while watching. Oh, I see. Last Jedi. Okay. So that's how they're set up. It's like he's watching it and he sat there and took notes. Okay. Um, like a director watches a performance. So sure, I'll email sure. you these. Okay. I'll email you these. Um, so yeah, um, it's a polarizing movie. Absolutely. Whether you like it or whether you dislike it. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone who has said it's the best. Them, even them, I think people would be like, okay, yeah, saw your role. I, yeah, it's not the best. Empire's the best. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I've I have enjoyed calmly talking this with you. Yeah. Um, sometimes off, off camera or off broadcast, I don't always talk calmly about this movie with you, uh-huh. and and especially. Extra enraged when our friend Logan chimes in and gets me even more fired he up. Stirs the pot. He is a pot stirrer. I mean, he has and, and he has that effect on me. Um, me too. Yeah, he likes that though. <laughs> he, he, he he's he's like the, the puppeteer. <laughs> he really is. But and you got to we mentioned him again. You got to admit, Peyton and I made pretty good points. You did. You made very valid points. And and, and but, I also like what Ocho Dur what Ken M says. You know, you take it. For what it is, yeah. a different director with someone else's story. And I'm going to give you my my major defense of this one last time, people. It ain't over yet. The hut hasn't sang yet, okay? <laughs> I knew that was good. When, when the last one comes out, reserve your judgment until it's all over, and then we'll talk, okay? Great. Well, this has been good. Um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, have we have said repeatedly throughout this episode next week we are going to be talking about the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So I'm going to let Sergeant Sound Effect take over here. So if next week or the following week you had not seen it yet, you might not want to listen to that episode because there will be spoilers. <laughs> That's right. So while between now and then, go see Rise of Skywalker. I don't care how you felt about The Last Jedi. You've heard my qualms. You still need to finish this fight, okay? We have been watching the, the Skywalker sagas since before we were kids, and now we get to, as 30-year-olds, say farewell to something that has went almost half a stinking century. I like to think that my defense of this movie is sort of like the spark That will ignite the fire. That will burn down the First Order. The First Order being negativity towards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. David Horton from Johnny Has the Keys. (laughs) And if you haven't, check out their breakdown of 1977 Star Wars. Oh, yeah. They did a great job. Great job episode. It's one of my favorite episodes they've done. I mean, the list of people that were supposed to be on Solo was ridiculous. And Leia, too. And Leia, too. Some of the names are just like... like, um, Older woman from... American Horror Story was up for Leia. Uh, Jessica Lange. Uh Could you imagine that? Yeah. Ah, but the stars aligned, and we were given a fantastic cast. Speaking of stars, um, you can rate our episode on podchaser.com, on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to this. And we hope that when you rate it, you will give us... Thank you, Emma. You can't say no to Emma. If you can, you truly are with the dark side yeah. of the force. Um, thanks again to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we are in the midst of Mandalorian Mondays. 
and we've got more coming after that. We got behind the scenes footage, bloopers of the week, um, just a lot of fun going on on our Patreon page. We hope that you will become a supporter next week. Again, Rise of Skywalker. We are so excited. Watch the movie. Let us know what you think. Don't spoil it for people. Mm-hmm. Email us privately on your thoughts, and yeah. we will try to include them in next week's episode. Thanks for hanging in there. This has yes. been our longest episode, absolute longest episode of all time. But this was an important one, by golly. It was. I think it's it's only right that this is our longest episode because it's been a polarizing movie for yeah. both of us in our friendship and our nerddom, and we got to spend time with Peyton Bowling, which is always a positive. Always. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I got, man. I am tired. Oh yeah, I'm Me spent. Too. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, I guess I'll uh, catch you on a flip-flop. All right, I'll see you then. Later, nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Tyler McDaniel and Josh Davis. Brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, Akiva Express, Creative Theater, and advertising expressions. Find us, follow us, and like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Got something to tell us? Drop us an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers to you, nerds! Nerds!